are listening to The Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is The Chomp Cast. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash swordchomp if you want to support us financially. Uh, look for the VIP tier. We have quite the show today. For those that are fiending for the newest Chompcast, you can take a sweet hit of this week's show and calm your chompy soul. Because the topic of the show this week is video game addiction and how it was recently classified as a mental illness. Um, we debate that with help from our amazing community at Swordchomp on Instagram. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We have a special guest today, a Pokemaniac special guest, joins us to shed some light on her dark side of the Ultra Moon. Pokemon style. Um, a discussion that is always super interesting and enlightening, even if you have no interest in Pokemon. So stick around for that. I'll introduce our guest in just a moment here. And uh, we have some quick shots of our Instagram polls right to your veins as we discuss uh, the new Overwatch character, Glass, the unlikely final chapter in a Shyamalan trilogy, Shiny Pokemon, and the Fortnite phenomenon versus the Pokemon Go phenomenon. Um, so it's going to be an amazing show, as you can tell. It's going to be a lot of fun. And as I mentioned, I'll probably save most of the Pokemon talk to the latter portion of the show because just in case you don't care about Pokemon, we'll have sort of a normal kind of format show and then we're going to delve into it because that's what we do. And that's why we love to have our special guest here um, to talk Pokemon with us, among other things. And that spe special guest is Melanie Dunn. We had her on last year. She's making her return appearance, Pokemon master, podcast host, lawyer, mother, you name it. Um, how are you doing, Melanie? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm out, out of breath after that intro. But uh, <laughs> other, other than that, I am. Uh, we're excited to have you. It's been a whole year since we've really been able to talk to you. So. <sighs> I know. I know. A lot has been going on. A lot, a lot has changed. Good. Less good. But, you know. Yeah, so you host the Rare Candy Pokemon podcast. Uh, we plugged that last time. It's a really cool podcast. Where you, got, you and your co-host play Pokemon games together. Kind of talk about it. Kind of walk through it. Um, you guys are on a little bit of a hiatus right now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, we were in the middle of um, Soul Silver and and Heart Gold. I do intend to finish the game, and there's just a question of whether <laughs> I'm going to do Silver by myself or um, you know reassign uh, Gold to my husband, who I've been trying to drag into this this stuff. He was out of the country last year, but now he's oh, back, back and working a lot, so it's tough. <laughs> So. Reassigned. Okay, yeah. So he was gone last year. Okay. So Soul yeah. Silver. That was the one that killed it, huh? Soul Silver killed the podcast. Yeah. Well, That's... it wasn't Soul Silver that killed it. It was, um, I think, uh, my co-host busy uh, schedules and and life yeah. events, and uh, you know, life happens. What are you gonna do? But um, social media yeah. is still somewhat active. I'm I'm posting, trying to post. I so I decided to play Ultra Moon instead. So I started that, and I was like, I'll just put a video of my unboxing and getting started with that game up and you know people like it i always get lots of hearts flying by on instagram and you know uh -huh. no worries it's fun it's pokemon <laughs> no, it's exactly yeah, the same fair. every single Those game where you move to a town and talk to your mom and you, you start your journey so you know yeah it's yeah and i i know like with us we had that podcast that we initially had and it kind of died and those things happen it just like you initially put a lot into it and then there's just no more soul in it yeah i don't know if i remember that i wasn't around or i don't know if i ever 
listen to your old podcast. No, no one did. Long, long it time ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there were, it's, I think we had Voldemort. 50 fans after a couple of years of doing it. It was, yeah. uh, that was the, yeah. It was the most painful labor of love ever, ever, you know, well, that, undertaken that by is man. painful. But then even <laughs> those 50 fans, I mean, you want to keep that going. And I guess that's why this was hard for us because, you know, um, my co-host Vin is the one who did all the technical stuff with the stats and monitoring and everything, but people mm-hmm. were listening and I, I didn't want to let them down. So, I mean, people would reach out to me yeah. on Instagram cause I'm more over on, on that account. Um, so I enjoyed that. So I, you know, I feel really badly that things have been on a hiatus and I know when I get annoyed when I, I like a podcast or I like a certain topic and I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I found these guys that talk about whatever topic mm-hmm. and then it disappears. Um, mm-hmm. So that's yeah. disappointing. Well, that's, you know, we're coming up on our 100th episode. Uh, this is our, you're on 99. That's you are great. number 99. You're on the precipice, Melanie. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so um, yeah, and I will say we, that's one thing we've been able to take great pride in, but I will promise you it's not been easy. Um, not missing a week in years is, ugh, it has that's been. That's really impressive. Difficult. Yeah, it's something to celebrate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. Thank too. you. I think so too. Labor of love. But um, this isn't about us. We're not, you're not here to stroke our own ego it's right not. now. Um, well, well, that's not true. <laughs> it's about, <laughs> technically, it's about the Chomcast. Um, but, you know, it's about uh, the conversation today. We're glad you could be here. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now I'll, I'll introduce real quickly the rest of the crew um, that, you know, our listeners know and love. Up first, Fish is here from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp, Anthony Fisher. Now, Melanie, last time you were here, um, mentioned this fish actually remember he had a mr mime tramp stamp that was that was a big deal oh yeah i remember that cute uh, very nice yeah it was now but he's he's looking for some suggestions right fish because he wants to add to you know what he's got (laughs) going there so he's been thinking like i know he's tossing it up between two things there's a like he wants a butterfree on the ankle to kind of keep the theme going um or what was the other one you were thinking fish um you know (laughs) Well, I, I had the Mr. Mime on my back as mm-hmm. a tramp stamp, and I realized that that's something that females usually get, so I felt very emasculated at that point mm. when I mm. realized that that tramp stamp was not it's making me, you know... It, is it really? It's all right. Okay. Be proud. Yeah. It's, you know, okay. enjoy you it. Like a ridiculously masculine one now? Is that what you're? Well, yeah. You get like an <laughs> onyx all the way down your arm, just wrapped all the way around. We're gonna get into gender roles, or uh, it's just no. it's 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 just <laughs> Machamp beheading a yeah, it's just Machamp beheading. Okay, someone. fair no, enough. Um, Although, no, actually, still no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, fish. What what is it? What are you thinking? Well, I was going for more of the uh, you know like a yakuza gang has like a big old tiger on their chest or something ah, on their back yeah. or like uh-huh. a chinese dragon well i was thinking to go along with the theme of pokemon why not go with uh gyarados going all the way from my back all the way to my front side and down my belly button and to, mm-hmm. to the front okay yeah. you know i Pretty like manly. that i like that and that, and that yeah. and you can, yeah, you can put a shocking. little uh magikarp on one of your ankles as well <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or like a montage mm-hmm. of it like transforming yeah. into Gyarados. Like, yeah, that on your ankle and then <laughs> oh, as it goes up like your calf. Evolving. It's showing it evolving yeah. all the way into that Gyarados that's the full body. 
yeah, full upper yeah. body Gyarados tattoo. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to send you a I was thinking, Josh. I was thinking that he starts with a Magikarp on his ankle, and then it's just the Magikarp flopping all the way up to his genitals, and then it says, <laughs> Magikarp, you struggle. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's ingenuity there, I guess. Yeah. It's a very polite response. <laughs> there's yeah, there's some ingenuity there. No, it's different. You know, I love the idea that they're going to follow the, ma- the gyrodos all the way around his back, and then at the bottom of its epic tail, they're going to see this little Mr. Mime above his ass. So, I mean, that's sort of well, the you natural know what? That's, There's a way to redeem that Mr. Mime. You could actually have the Gyarados just about ready to devour it. Just kind of coming down from no, on top, from on top no. of his back. You're ruining kind of, it! God damn yeah. it! <sighs> Yeah, I told Fish to think of a cool tattoo. You know, I, I, instead of going with the silly theme, it went with the badass theme. Sneaky mm. fish, you're a sneaky little fish, aren't you? <laughs> well, my my other idea was to have a pseudo wudu right there on top of my genitals. <laughs> a pseudo wudu? Huh. What? It seems that appropriate. Was a gross one. I, if it you're does. Pick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he has like balls for hands, and he's a big long <laughs> piece of wood. And wood is in the name, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I like yeah. that one better. I vote Sudabudo. Of course you if, would if, like if, that one Can we just all better. vote Sudabudo right here? It's a, it's a vote. Um, not even you got it. my vote, Fish. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Good, good. You get my vote as long um, as you find a creative way to involve body hair in the actual design of that tattoo. Ah. Mm, tall, <laughs> tall grass. <laughs> Alright, let's go now. No. <laughs> yeah, but before Melanie runs off, uh, thank you for being here, Fish. Um, as usual, I like those tattoo ideas. Um, good stuff. Glad you're here. Uh, Shay, as we mentioned, Melanie, Shay was uh, absent last time you were on the show, so I'm glad he could be here because he's a big Pokemon guy as well. We used to have legendary Pokemon tournaments as friends back in the day, so it was a bummer that he couldn't be here for your first uh, uh, podcast. But yeah, Shay's here from Japan, the professor. Um, how you doing this week, Shay? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. It's good to be. It's good to be here. I'm excited well, you know, to do the podcast today. There's a, you know, there's an inside joke. You gotta you can explain it to people if you want, if you'd like. I'm sure they're wondering, you know, what the That's geriatric hello was about. Yeah. Just before the podcast, Fish pulled out a uh Dusted off the old Fonzie reference, and uh, it evolved into us doing a geriatric version of it, all of us together in unison. <laughs> well, his was geriatric. Fish, how, can you do another geriatric Fonzie for us live? Hey, that's not bad. Not bad. He got a little spring. Hey. He got a little healthier yeah. since the last yeah. time. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing well. He's doing well. I was worried about Fonzie the last time we heard him. Yeah, he sounds good. He sounds good. <laughs> he does. He does. It's really um, encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, glad I you give hope to the old people out there. You do. That's what, your fish is all about hope. Shout out to the old folks home who so- sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. No, the, everyone over seventy. That's that's our big demographic. The Chompcast. Mm-hmm. That's what our statistics are showing us. The over 70 crowd were killing it. Um, I wonder if we are. Home. I wonder if there's anyone over 70 that listens to us. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. just that you know one what? I've been guy yeah. in the middle of Tennessee 
he uh, he's re- since retired and just plays mm-hmm. video games. Yells at his old wife Peggy to go get him another beer. It's <laughs> very descriptive. <laughs> you know, Give our one fan who this actually applies to is fucking creeped out right now. Fortnite. He's gonna go on a rant <laughs> about like, the deep state, and we have caused the entire know. thing. We're just right now, it's. This was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. That's 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 our new slogan for the Chomcast: the beginning of the end. Um. Glad you're here, Shay. Um, Thank as you. usual, finally get some Pokemon talk with you. And of course, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. Josh, this week, it, it, weird. Josh didn't talk to us a lot this week, but he kept sending us random photos of this. Um, he was like wait, updating his family's Nerf guns or something to look real fancy. Um, can you elaborate a little bit, Josh? I'm going to put one of these pictures on our Patreon page. If you'd like to sign up for our Patreon page, you can see exactly what Josh is doing this week. Yeah, yeah, I decided to, uh, actually, I got pinched to do this forever ago, and then just, we were way too busy for way too long, but I finally got around to customizing one of them, and, uh, Mm -hmm. just fully customized with, you know, paint job, one of the larger Nerf guns that we had as a family, um, slightly increased the you know, firing pressure as well, just to kind of make it, make it fun. Just make it fun. Make it more dangerous. When you shoot Mm -hmm. the two-year-old, he actually feels pain. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like you shoot him and he just flying into a a window nearby. Crashes through the window out into the front yard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He needs to learn Uh, how to take a fall. It's, uh... I was gonna say, that's what he gets for, uh, (laughs) Pulling his pants down and peeing on the floor. He needs to learn his lesson. Hmm. He's like, huh? <laughs> he knows where yeah, the newspaper he's is. Been updating these, uh, he's been jazzing up these Nerf guns all week. They're very fancy. I'm gonna get some pictures up and I'll, I'll show them to you. But they, they look legit. Like, I was like, those, are, those don't even look like Nerf guns anymore. Those, Josh, why do you have huge weapons in your house? What is going on here? But, um, apparently Josh, it's, you found a new hobby, Josh. Don't you do something like, uh, it's not the same thing at all, but, I was seeing Millie. You're like into like kind of like reselling stuff, or am I wrong? Yeah, about, yeah, clothing mostly, handbags, accessories. You find it? Yep. Is it like stuff you find at like pawn shops and stuff like that, or stuff yeah. you own and thrift stores, garage sales, that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Huh. Yep, it's cool. exciting. It's my first year doing it really like almost full time because I'm kind of not lawyering a whole lot right now. But that's really? another story. Oh. We can chat not about lawyering. later, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I am, but it's it's taken a backseat to other things like um, hmm. well, reselling kids, Pokemon. You know, the important things. So <laughs> yeah. that's cool. That's that was always like I used to be really fascinated by those shows. I used to watch them where people would like find weird old trinkets. The problem was I could never like tell the kind of thing that people wanted to pay money for. You know, I mean? it's like. A lot of those yeah. shows, those people have been doing it for so long, like, oh, this rusty bucket with this weird logo. I know people will pay <laughs> 800 It's like, I don't know. It just looks like nothing to me, you know? So. Um, yeah, I know. It's amazing, especially on eBay, which is not really my, my platform. I'm on Poshmark mostly, and mm-hmm. I, I stay in my lane. I, I do clothing, usually women, some men, some kids. But yeah, the, those vintage pickers that you know get the metal like or even old yeah. electronics, that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't do any of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, cool. don't get too diverted there, but I thought that was a cool thing I learned about you that I did not know uh, hmm. until recently because I was 
oblivious, but that's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> do you want to give a shout out to any of you real quickly, your Instagram page? Do you want to give a quick shout out uh, to where people can find you if they'd like to follow you? Yeah, generally we are at Rare Candy Podcast on all social media platforms, so it's pretty easy to find us. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think that's it. I think I think I hit all the all the platforms. Yeah. So yeah. No, that's awesome. And I'll tag you in, in the post as well when I get it up. Um, and it's gonna be fun because and by the way, I'm Morgan Barnes here from Montana, and we are excited today because we are talking about kind of an interesting new this is a nice transition for us melanie this is why i brought up those i i threw some random topics at you this week and i want to see which one you were interested in and we actually kind of started talking about this last week so it's a nice natural progression to swing into it because we were talking about like mobile games addiction and we started talking about this and then you said you were kind of interested in talking about maybe gaming addiction why was it interesting to you i'll let you kind of kick this off yeah yeah so i the first time i encountered you know, whatever you want to call it, video game addiction or just gaming addiction. Now the term being used is gaming disorder. And sometimes the word internet is in front of that. Sometimes it's not. Um, I encountered the term um, in my lawyer job. So I was representing um, a family and it was a high school student. And um, he had, um, the family had obtained an outside evaluation, meaning, so I go with the parents and we go to the school district and we go to these um, IEP, which is an indiv- individualized education plan um, team meeting for special education students. So we went to the mm-hmm. IEP team meeting. Um, the family had a private evaluation. Now, this is a while ago, so I don't I don't think it was a psychiatric, which would be medical. I think this was a, a private psychologist, probably what they call a neuropsychologist, had done a private evaluation and used the term video game addiction. Um, it was the first time I had seen that in a school-related evalu- psychological evaluation report, meaning given to the school team to say, you know, here is the child's disability, um, mm. his strengths, his weaknesses, what he needs academically, socially, you know, all the domains that fall under IDEA, which is the federal special education law. And it was interesting how it was in the report because it wasn't, you know, there were other factors at play. So a lot of the um, disabilities we encounter in the mental health realm are generalized anxiety disorder, specific anxiety disorders like OCD, um, uh depression, such as major depressive disorder. So this video game addiction in, you know, was just kind of snuck in there to say, I, I couldn't tell if the, if the psychologist, and I, I never got to speak with him directly, but if he, if he was trying to say, oh, I just think he plays too many video games and it's not good for him, or if he was trying to make it out to be something more. So I had to mm-hmm. do some research into it. Now, to kind of fast forward to the present, because this was a couple years ago, I looked into it further and it just so happens, I didn't even know this, but just I think a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago, um, the ICD was updated to include officially what they call a diagnosable gaming disorder with specific Mm -hmm. criteria for diagnosing it. Um, And I wasn't really sure because I remember hearing something similar a few years ago. And I guess the DSM, which is used by the psychologist community to look into you know, more information about how do you make a diagnosis where it's almost like a textbook format, had something in there called internet gaming disorder, but they were careful to say, well, it's not an official classification. It's just an area we think needs further study. But what's Mm -hmm. weird about it, if you keep reading it, 
and then you you look at all the research articles on this, they kind of do treat it like it's diagnosable because then it goes on to say, well, here's the criteria for diagnosing it. Um, so if it's not supposed to be diagnosable, but just, you know, warrants further study and attention, why are you giving people ways to diagnose it? And then just, you know, recently the ICD moves in. And the ICD, I should clarify, I'm not at all a psycholo- psychologist or a psychiatrist. You know, I'm sort of, as, a, as an attorney for special ed students and their families, I'm sort of tangential to that process. So mm-hmm. I am not yes. a mental health professional, but my layperson's understanding of the ICD, it's, you know, those medical codes that you code in for almost for insurance purposes to say, mm-hmm. let's bill this as, as this. So it's not as descriptive. So I think a lot of people are <laughs> confused. And then on top of that, because the media needs juicy information to jump onto, they say, you know, gaming disorder, all these kids are addicted to these games games and it's super bad you know that's it's blowing it way out of well my opinion is it's blowing it way out of proportion but in yeah, the meantime everyone's dis- confused yeah so yeah it's really it's interesting just a descriptor. well i mean that's that's cool to hear that you had a firsthand experience with it because I, I mean I, I worked for a lot of those boring desk jobs where we would put in those icd-10 codes all day like i worked for mm. two healthcare companies and that's all we did was analyze icd-9 or 10 codes whatever it happened to be and there's so many there's ridiculous ones like you got sucked into an airplane, sucked into an airplane um, engine. Like there's, there's so many crazy. They just need like a descriptor for every possible scenario that can happen. There's one that's like problem with in-laws. There's actually an ICD uh, oh, wow. code that's um, problems in relationship with in-laws. There's like bit by a cow. There's like there's so many crazy. I had a whole list of them. I was looking up like bitten by a pig. What is the code encounter. for bit by a cow? That um, that's, I that's, that's need. a real code. Just physically need, <laughs> Just need to, to know this that. now. That yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Yeah, well, bit He's by looking a pig. It is, up. Yeah, yeah. No, th- I was trying to find the reason why I was looking up is I was trying to find the actual code for the gaming one. The gaming disorder. The code. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I didn't even actually pull the the actual code. I just it got wrapped up in the to, stories about it. Yeah, it wasn't super easy to find. Uh, some people were saying they didn't think it was going to be a really big deal because they didn't think it would even be like in practice for years and years and years but it sounds Mm -hmm. like if you're already seeing signs of it then that might not be the case but there's always there's this big and i don't want to get into the boring details of it but there's this big issue with converting codes from one form of icd to another one it's like a long terrible process to go from like icd 9 to 10 and they were and then 11 so like that whole process takes takes forever and it's really irritating so and the codes change some some of the codes change Hmm. uh, anyways that's the boring like business side of it that i work at but it's it's interesting to see that you actually kind of saw it firsthand, even though you don't know how serious he thought it was, right? Right, because it was just sort of tucked in there. And, you know, it was a really interesting case involving an out-of-school district placement, so basically a private mm. therapeutic school. And usually for, for my line of work, the debate is over whether public funds should go toward that, you know, whether the school district uses tax mm-hmm. money to, to fund that because it's necessary to support the child and his disability, or if it's, you know, what they call a medical matter where it's outside the school's domain. Um, okay. The other complicating factor, and again, I'm speaking specifically from the school-based context, if you're a parent looking for, you know, um, special education for, or um, a 504 disability accommodations plan from your school district, um, addiction, so when we think about drug addiction, substance abuse, alcoholism, um, those are not qualifying disabilities for legal purposes to 
get special education, but at the same time, the school district cannot discriminate. So, mm-hmm. you know, the question I had was, well, how does that carry over to behavioral addictions? So step one is, is this a phenomenon? Is this an actual thing? And then step two for this individual student, is it an actual something that affects him or her? And then if it is, how do we deal with it for purposes of educational planning? Um, and I know one aspect I think that helped in that one case, and I'd, I'd be interested in speaking with my colleagues about other incidents, but this young man definitely had a whole host of other um, diagnose, e- more easily diagnosable, I should say, um, mental health conditions. He did have depression and anxiety. He did require mm. um, placement in a therapeutic facility. So we didn't have to make the case about video game addiction, which is good because I think that alone would have been difficult. You know, I, yeah. I, I think the reaction we got from the school was sort of like, what? Like either, you know, that's his own problem because he's just lazy or, you know, that's mom's problem. And this is where the, you know, the sort of our political view of, of families and parenting, you know, everyone's a perfect parent until they have kids. So it's easy to criticize. Yeah. yeah. See, similar with social media. I see a lot of criticism of, of mom, dad, whoever the parent or guardian is saying, well, you know, this is impacting him at school, but it's, it's your own fault that your, your child is not um, doing his homework or getting to school on time. And, um, you know, placing that kind of blame on parents doesn't really help the situation because most cases the parents are turning to the social worker or the school psychologist for, for whatever saying help me you know i'm not happy about it mm-hmm. um but you know before i we jump into that further I, I should also know where people are listening to this thinking oh it's this epidemic one interesting statistic i read tonight is that it's a very very small um portion of the population that is supposedly susceptible to this what they're now calling gaming disorder. And even within the gaming population itself, it's a very small, I think maybe 1% is at risk of developing it. And it, mm-hmm. the comparison was made to like compulsive gambling. Like, do you just enjoy gambling once in a while, but it doesn't really affect you? Or is your, are you filing for bankruptcy now? You know, you, you cut it, the severity seemed to make a big difference. And um, it looks like it is a small segment of the population. So no need to uh, freak out if you catch your kid playing Fortnite. <laughs> a little yeah. bit here and there so yeah um yeah that's interesting. interesting um from what i was seeing from from the legal side of it i the correct me if i'm wrong here but the the classification that um the reason it became such a big news item recently was that a it was introduced kind of slightly prematurely before before it was actually a physical you know a an actual classification uh psychologically um it became one legally which was a a little bit strange and also they seem to have a lower threshold legally than the medical community was worried about it um i, I believe it was 20 hours a week was where they classified it yep, yep. legally which is way below the average the the U.S. average for watching TV, right, week, right, which seems strange to me, um, because I, I think the average is like three and a half, four hours right now in the U.S., which think, is which is way more than uh, twenty hours a week for watching TV. But somehow, if you're doing that, spending that time gaming, 
it's a psychological Josh, why does it matter yeah 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 josh do you think that's maybe because people who are trying to define gaming maybe just don't know a lot about it perhaps like it's sort of something like just people they're trying to define but it but I they don't really possible. know a lot about it. i think it's possible um yeah i yes I, I i think it's possible so ignorance of the media go ahead Shay. Sh oh i'm sorry i thought i saw shay leaning in there i thought he was yeah no i think that i think that's it's like a multi-factored issue because i mean it's something we've talked about many times in the past where the media doesn't quite fully grasp um you know gaming in general uh it's it's always been kind of a scapegoat for a lot of things unfortunately but i think in terms of this issue of addiction it's it's something we're still learning about and we're still understanding as of right now we you know we view it as a like melanie is saying a, a one per, a one percenter type of issue but i think we're going to find out over time that basically it's it's much more complicated than that up up until the 1950s um we we used to believe that dyslexia was not a disorder but was actually people being lazy or we viewed um people who had epileptic seizures in the 1950s as being possessed by demons and it wasn't until we started right. developing these kind of drugs that we understood oh these are chemical imbalances these are disorders and um there's so much more to learn about them and i kind of think that that's gonna end up being the case with um you know not just video games but in general like technology because we we constantly have cell phones in our face we constantly mm -hmm. have just general um, media addiction on. we have music yeah yeah just general media addiction we have music in our ears and we're gonna learn over time that basically uh like how this truly affects our brain and how it rewires our brain because in essence i think we're kind of in a way seeing our brains adapt to this this media at such a it's such an alarmingly quick rate that it's it's kind of we're we're learning how to document it right now so it's it's kind of a yeah. um something that's going to be constantly changing as we learn more and more information yeah yeah and i yeah. i do think it's something that needs to be studied cuz i mean i mean just in our lifetime think about just just the difference in you can google whatever you want to right now that used to not be a thing and there's there's just there's stuff that everyone used to remember that you don't have to anymore. I think I right. know two phone numbers. I I like I know my wife's and my own. That's it. That I yeah. I I know two phone numbers. Everything else it's saved somewhere for me. Um it's it's a drastically different way of being a human that we have now and I think it's going to take us a while to figure out what exactly that means. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like all that, inf yeah, like it's, I, I agree with you guys and see how it progresses. Like, cause everything can be an addiction to some degree, right? I mean, everything, right. if you, if you have an addictive personality can become that it's just people are starting to explore that, that field more. And you know, as far as some people freaking out about it, like you said, Melanie, just the fact that it's getting an ICD 10 code just really means that we're having more classification. That's all it is. You know, we live in a right. world where everything needs to have a class. If a doctor wants to write something down, he needs a fucking number for it. And if there hasn't been a number for that thing, even if it happens 1% of the time, then he doesn't have information that he needs. So mm -hmm. they, as far as medical codes go, they just want to basically document every ridiculous possible thing that can happen. So it, when it does, or if it does, 
you can document it. So that's really all it is. It's just yeah. becoming ICD, Which is a good thing. ICD technical. I think it's a yes, good yes, thing. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and a... I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was just saying it's just an awareness kind of a thing. The fact that maybe we're seeing it a little more now, even like 0.001% of the time, means that it's, that has to do with sort of the rise of gaming and just the acceptance of it, I think, as a culture. But I agree. I agree with you guys. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that the medical community itself doesn't seem to be in total agreement about, you know, the defining characteristics. But then the problem is you take the media and, um, you know, just people in the community, parents, whoever's reading up on this stuff, taking it a step further in, you know, the articles I was looking at, you know, and news clips and things like that, you, you saw people start to make quips about, well, certain games are, are really too violent. And that's why this is so mm. bad. And I thought, well, what does violence have to do with it? Because you can be addicted to the yeah. co- you can be addicted to Candy Crush on your phone. That's not, well, you know those, what I those mean? Are the so, worst, those are the worst ones. But the games we talked about last week, that right, are the most right. addictive are the True. slot machine mechanic games, you know, the yeah. even Pokemon games to some degree that we'll talk about later, like the games that are I think those are probably more addictive, if anything. Because they have, because they're actually designed, Josh, we were talking about this last week, some of these games on mobile are designed by um, gambling companies. They're literally gambling companies Mm -hmm. that are designing mobile games. It's insidious, and that is the scariest part of it all, really. So, did I say it wrong, Josh? Is it insidious? Insidious, yeah. Insidious is, uh, yeah, well. Uh, see, I see Josh going to type now, and then I know he's going to make fun of me. Every time I, every time I see him reach over there, I well, know no, it's me. every time you say something quite that ridiculous, I type it down as a possible show title later on. Is is what's going on there? In- insidious, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Inspiration that's I, strikes. That's yeah. what I la- last week last week with the uh, the Ritata. Ritata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you it sounds like an insidious Ritata. Yeah. It sounds like an Italian. Uh, yeah, like I like a nice uh, marinara sauce in my ritata. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. gross. <laughs> the imagery there is... Those things are nasty to begin with. Well, they start cute. They, they evolve into something yeah. gross looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think if anyway. I had to eat marinara on sauce, it wouldn't be on yeah. the Alolan ritata. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to evolve gross. them for it to be financially responsible for you to then eat them at that point. It's just, there's not enough meat if you don't let them. It's true. It's true. <laughs> You're just picking off the bone. It's like a chicken wing, Yeah. Oh, speaking of financially, that's the other thing about gaming disorder. When you Mm. you just type it into Google, the talk is about children and help our children and protect kids. Yes, that's important. But you don't see a lot about the adults who are really addicted to the games. You have to pay to keep playing. (laughs) Like, what about, you know, so again, I see a lot of media bias. Yeah. Yeah. I work with people that just could they have a lot of extra spending cash. So it's not even you wouldn't even notice they're dropping $30 a week on a game. You know what I mean? But yeah. if I did that, it would be, it would ruin my life. It would cripple me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fish, how, I mean, Fish, you have a pretty addictive personality. You've been kind of quiet over there. Like, how, how do you feel about mm-hmm. this whole thing? I mean, I know there's no ICD-10 club uh, code for strip club addiction yet, but um, it could happen. It could, we could get there. Yeah, a, a destiny yeah. addiction. Yeah. I well, the code would just I'm be just one. I'm surprised there isn't it one. It would just be one. Just yeah, a single. Just a single. It'd be in a G string, <laughs> but it, the code would just be one. Yeah. Why? Why is there a, a gaming addiction code? There should be an addiction code for everything, <laughs> technically. And you could be addicted to so many things: card games, yeah. strip clubs, dominoes. You name it. it. Could become an addiction. 
Well, does the treatment know. modality have an impact? Like you treat gaming addiction one way, you treat strip club addiction a different way. Or sex addiction. Or sex addiction, I'm sure there yeah. is probably a well, code for that. I think, yeah. I think the treatment for that is to, you know, go to a bank and change all your ones for $2 bills. So whenever you... <laughs> go there to tip someone they always look at you funny and it just it just it's just enough of a look to make you really consider why you're there in the first place josh is smart he's, he's mm-hmm. ahead of the curve there i like it i like it no but <laughs> no but all seriousness fish i mean you you do have a, a very addictive personality i mean like how how do you feel about all this you're absorbing all this what are you thinking it's cut it's kind of weird it's i, I never thought of my addiction as like a actual medical term a problem that's uh, realized by you know medical professionals and like they it, it's weird to me to see like they they go through um well i was just reading actually webmd has a little article about video game addiction and if you they cite um a center for online addiction as far as like addiction warning signs and i have a list here um, first one is uh, pl- playing for increasing amounts of time, thinking about gaming during other activities, gaming to escape from real-life problems, i.e. E. anxiety, check. depression, check. lying, lying, <laughs> you're checking off all these, are you? Uh, <laughs> lying to friends and family to conceal gaming. Check. These are and, dumb. These are so dumb. Everyone, these, come on. Who has? I mean, maybe not everyone. Are lying? Lying? That's who, that's who a pretty lies about their gaming. Extreme. That's that's yeah. that's once you get to the yeah. point of yeah. That's just like that's well, all psychotic at that point. Context. Like, uh, uh, I mean, the context is important. You know what I mean? Like, why wait, are do you, you lie to your family no, about I mean, playing video games? Does your fiance fa- fiance know you're recording this podcast right now, Morgan? Is it, oh what's... no! Oh god! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, she has no idea. But this is god. This, this whole thing is gonna drop, drop at her feet. No, I mean I've been in situations where I've been like I need like to make me like maybe I have to get an extension on Xbox Live for for the show or to play with you guys or to do something for Sword Chomp or I'm feeding for see if these with you guys. And if mm-hmm. I, and if my fiance knew that I spent my last fifteen dollars. And that I had on me on that, she'd probably chop chop me in half. You know what I mean? Um, That's fair. So I like, mean, you do lie the, to her about buying ba- gas station boner pills. Are you addicted to gas station boner pills? What's the code for that? What's the ICD ten code for that? Um, no, but like, so like, very small things. I mean, and I'm only being honest about the white lie portion of it because. There is a level of like shame there, I guess, but I don't know if that. But I feel like that's a more of a, a extenuating circumstance. But most of the things Fish a, is saying, yeah, matter of scale of, and severity, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of what Fish is saying is like common stuff, like cr- increasing yeah. amount of time. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's just weird. Like that's kind of like their warning signs about the addiction to video games. Which if you if you look at anybody who plays a video game, like there's a lot of check marks there. And it's just, it's, I feel like it's, it'd be very hard for somebody to actually diagnose a child or adult with a gaming addiction based off of that. I mean, they, they, they would have to go down into like a more 
psychological deep dive into the person mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. find out exactly what's going on with them. <laughs> and it, the underlining problem might not be actually playing video games, but... So, well, that's what you're saying, right, Fish? Maybe they're filling a void of, of like, anxiety or depression in their life right. with video games. You know, it's just a right. fill. Yeah, and it, it's just weird that, you know, it's just weird to me that video games in general can, can be addicting because, like... But is it, like, is it really weird? It... Well, the thing is, is like when I think of addiction, I think of something that's just like totally ruining your life. And right. I, how about EverQuest? Did EverQuest ruin your life? <laughs> it did, actually. But you know, <laughs> did World of Warcraft ruin my life? Yeah, I failed college because exactly. of Warcraft. I yeah. saw the. I won't go into the details. It's your private life, but I saw EverQuest cause huge, huge issues for you as a human being. Um, mm -hmm. I be I believe it. We've been there. We just. We always joke about it. Oh, we're, I'm addicted to this game, man. It's like a joke. But it's like, no, we, there's right. times where you're addicted. addicted. You're really addicted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was like, that a joke just... or was that serious about Ever, EverQuest? That, and that what happened real. with that's oh. real. No, what that's real. Like job we'll loss or here. school dropout levels? Like, school dropout. That's the, stuff, yeah. that's the stuff I was reading about, like interviews with mostly younger adults, young people who had said, I dropped out of high school. I couldn't take my college midterm. Like I read one article where they interviewed a guy who gave, I don't know what game it was, gave it to his friends, like locked this up for me until midterms. And then he went up and threw him against the wall late, like a week later to retrieve the game. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, wow. yeah. So that's that talk, that's somebody <laughs> that's, with a disorder yeah. of some kind, whether it's gaming yeah. disorder or something else. So I guess, again, is yeah. it just a matter of severity? rather than you have XYZ factors and that's it. So. Yes, yes. I think, I mean, that's the whole point of evaluations, psychological evaluations, I assume, would be context, severity, one-on-one -on -one sort of analysis, someone who you trust to give you that diagnosis. I think that's really what it will come down to. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to sit here and make that analysis. But, and I don't mean to throw fish under the bus. I just like to have those real, honest conversations. Those are real things. Like, I remember when World of Warcraft came out, it was such an amazing thing, Melanie, that I was going mm -hmm. to college at the time for web design i would stay up till five in the morning and and then i would drive to school after two hours of sleep and instead of going to my class i would sleep in my car because i was too tired and i didn't give a shit about school all i cared about was world of warcraft because it was also addictive insidious it was an online world it was also randomized it was everything that was video games are beautiful and that makes games beautiful and also horrible at the same time so and I can look back at it now and laugh because you know, I have a, I feel happy with my life. It's been fine. Right. But, you're fine. Yeah. But it did, it, there was huge effects on my life at the time. So I wasn't out socializing. Maybe that had a, a big effect on like how I interacted with women or the opposite sex or what have you. I was very introverted because I was getting my social, um, shades being weird faces at me. I was getting a lot of my social interactions from this online world, the people I wasn't actually talking to. You know what I mean? So I, that's part yeah. of how I've, well, that's another factor, too, where you have to read beyond this ICD or the DSM, you know, medical classification. Like, there's, there are so 
many issues there that we we couldn't even begin to unpack in a single podcast episode because are you working with somebody on the autism spectrum are you working with somebody who has you know a social skills impairment that you know you don't have to have autism to be impaired in social not in the colloquial sense but as in a real diagnosable disorder that you require therapy and treatment Um, and I've even seen I think I talked about this on the last podcast I've seen a psychiatrist actually recommend Gaming in general, so I think he was uh, talking about role-play gaming, you know, especially li- live, like LARPing, as a positive outlet for somebody who um, would otherwise be addicted to some other kind of unhealthy outlet or um, mm-hmm. has those social skills deficits. Um, and, and hey, if you can connect with somebody online, it's still a connection. And that, this is a different yeah. issue, more of a social issue, but it makes me crazy when yeah. people say, oh, kids today, they're always on their phones. All right, that, that kid is on their phone with like hundreds or thousands of people. You know, you'll hear, and Gary Vaynerchuk, he's this entrepreneur I follow, was talking about this the other day. Like, people like to talk about the good old days where you just kick a ball around in your backyard. Yeah, with the two kids from your neighborhood. Like, how is that good? You know, like, somehow, mm-hmm. like, take the, that's the school of thought that is, like, all electronics bad, all screens bad, which is ri- ridiculous. And I'm guessing most of your listeners agree, <laughs> agree with that. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, there's there's two sides yeah. to that, you know, extremes. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm... I'm with you there on the gaming as an outlet for addiction rather than the cause of in a lot of situations right. things. I know just personally that's kind of where I ended up uh, myself because I ended up being um, just when my first daughter was when she was born, like literally days before I ended up losing my job and um, you know, we had great a new timing, baby there. Yeah. Just great timing. Like literally four days before she was born, I ended up being fired, and, you know, it was a hard time in general, but I ended up putting way, way more time into WoW than I really wanted to, but it, when it was money I was already spending, it was, I was hanging out with people who actually cared about what was going on in my life, and I think it was a much more constructive thing to get addicted to than some other paths I could have gone down mm-hmm. in yes. such a stressful time. Um that's yeah, fair, that. but like you could, if you would have been doing drugs, you could have met people in crack dens. Like you could have made a lot of cool friends. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on some good social. Bro, share the needle. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got it, man. Oh, dude, you, you love Kill Switch too, man. Oh, now I have a new music friend. Mm-hmm. I never would have met you if you were injecting heroin. Um, uh, I like how this show goes from go serious to, to silly. Let's to... go to the raid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Let's, yeah. let's go raid the cops' uh, place. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of this is just... The media turns it into something that... They want it to be more than anything else. Because, um, I mean, I, I, I remember... I... We were... Going, going back to visit family back in North Carolina at some point, probably probably before a move. I don't remember exactly when, but probably before a move at some point, just because we're military family. So a lot of times you're about to move, you get leave for a couple months together, you know, to actually get the move done. Mm-hmm. Or not for a couple months, but for, you know, a couple weeks or whatever to get to get everything in order, get to your new base and everything. And so generally we'd use that time to kind of go home, visit family and everything like that. And, uh, 
my dad's side of the family is actually heavily involved with politics and law in North Carolina. We've got several of them who've been elected to offices and, you know, served as judges um, in the state for years and years. Um, and one of these times I went back and I brought my PS2 with me in order to have something to play while, while I was there. And I remember plugging that into my grandfather's TV and turning on Katamari Damacy and playing with that, playing that with some of the other cousins, playing some of the multiplayer of that. And they were just looking at it in awe that this is something you could do in a video game because that's not what Strom Thurmond told them. Um, and it was Strom just, Thurmond. Yeah. it was, it was really interesting just kind of seeing the reaction of people who had never been exposed to just what games actually could do. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah. 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 And it, if only they knew that all the addictions that were waiting for them out there, all those beautiful worlds that they could get lost in. You know, and, and I agree what Josh was saying about, I really agree with is the using one addiction for another, because like, I remember me when, um, I'm not going to go into it again, but last time we were here, Melanie, we talked a lot about anxiety and depression. I remember throwing myself heavily into some horrible mobile games because they were so insidiously addicting, but it distracted me long enough while I was going to therapy and trying to do exercise and doing a lot of other things in my life as well to where I was able to sort of transition to where most of my focus was on this addictive, stupid game. And not, you know, my, my breathing or my panic attacks and all this stuff, right? And I, I actually do think it's okay to throw yourself into one addiction as opposed to another. You know what I mean? Like, filling that, that mind frame, like, nothing else would have been strong enough to pull me out of that except something mm. insidiously addictive in nature. But in the realm that I was interested in. God, insidious in it. God damn it, I fucking You're killing me! Yeah, that insidious is insidious. I, I, Insidious. I really love is, using that word. I just, I really don't know how to say it. Insidious. 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 Is insidious um, a separate word by any chance? I don't know if it is. No. I'm just curious. Nice. Not quite. Nice. It is now. It, so. it would it's be, a movie. Yeah. So, <sighs> some, so some sort of parasitic tree would be insidious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a, um, like a pseudo wood. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it's, uh, Anyways, so I, I don't know. I think an that's an interesting. Evil dryad kind, or something. <laughs> I'm kind of pro replacing bad. Josh, that um, joke was really corn nippers <laughs> of you. Oh. oh. Um. Anyways, yeah, I'm pro uh, using certain kinds of addictions to to fill other things. I think that's okay. I know that might not be a popular opinion, but I do. I, I I've you know I think it's okay. I think that's an okay thing to fill the void. But there are worse things to fill that void with. You know. And, and Melanie, what about people that work all the time and people go, well, they're making money for their family. They're workaholics. It's a good thing, right? But what if people don't know that their family life is suffering and all this stuff, but because it's a job where they're making money, it's thought of as a positive. It's not ever, but the context of a video game is what? A loser sitting in his basement playing video games. Yeah. It's a stigma, right? So there's a lot of image, uh, like your public image associated with that. I was reading about people who are addicted to work and I don't know if that's an ICD classification or not, but, you know, that's somehow <laughs> seen as, oh, that's okay because you're providing for a family or making money or whatever. But yeah, it's um, yeah same thing. It's just funny because right. it's, it could be just as negative. Go ahead, Fish, sorry. I was just going to say, well, what's the difference then as gamers, like 
we like to call playing video games a, a hobby for us. Well, what's the difference with a guy who has his whole basement lined with tracks and tracks of railroad tracks just going around? And that's he spends his whole day down there. Would you call him a, a, a attic? Right. No, I wouldn't call it an attic. Uh, I'd call him a basement. Yeah. Is he impairing his life? Yeah, like, is, he, joke. is it put him out there, work? You know, can he not function in his? Yeah, is he neglecting his family? Spending yes, all his yes. money on train? You know, again, we look at that severity factor. So, if I was a doctor, I'd honestly yeah. I'd take the I'd take the cheap way out. The funniest thing I, I see in the, in the industry when I worked there was that you can use generic codes for things, right? Like there's a code F six three point nine, and it stands for impulse disorder unspecified so you can literally say this yeah. person has an impulsive disorder of any kind and you can use that code right and they can do that i think the only reason we're starting to see this specific code for gaming is because they're just seeing a little bit more of it i for something yeah. really really obscure like guys sitting around in his basement playing with trains all day they could use that that really vague code yeah because they're, they're gonna see one guy like that every 10 years 20 years or something but they're starting to probably see more of these gaming cases even if it's a very small number and that's probably why it it these classifications so yeah and actually morgan mm -hmm. that's an important point because another thing i was reading about with the icd specifically and again i i'm not a medical expert but apparently if you put something specific in the icd each country is supposed to use that to pilot their treatment programs public health programs so that could be a positive mm. thing to say all right we're going to study mm -hmm. gaming disorder okay. raise awareness of it what to look for and we're going to put public funds toward that because we think it's an important issue so that's yeah. another positive yeah. aspect but i guess there's it's good and bad you know there's a silver lining to it in that there's more research and public awareness but there's also the bad kind of public awareness the media hype that kind of thing so yeah, 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 I, I agree with you there, because, I mean, it is something that needs to be studied more, but if they're all studying it in the aspect of, let's see how horrible this is for people, they may end up with, you're going to end up with certain, a specific type of research based off of yeah. that, that may not There's gonna be... There's going to be bias, yeah, depending yeah. who you are, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. There was um. There's a couple quick comments I wanted to read. I'm not going to cut you guys all off. If you have a couple th more things to say, that's fine as well. Even if we go a little long, it's always fun to have these sort of topics, especially when we have guests. We get real deep, so this is this is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, some of the I got a couple interesting comments I wanted to read from our Instagram page. By the way, every Thursday at Swordchomp on Instagram, we will usually do a question of the week, and we'll try to bring some into the conversation. See what you guys think of it. If you'd like to respond to it or not. Um, Npots87 said, I think treating it as a mental illness is a little over the top. Some people have addictive personalities and might be a little more prone to falling into the mix of playing a bit too much, but I think it's a case-by-case -case basis. I think kids of a certain age shouldn't be putting all their time into it, but that's up to the parent to lay down some laws. Um, which is sort of what we were, I think, for the most part, referring to. He's saying, look, it's up to mm -hmm. the parents, and for the most part, calling it a mental illness is a little, a little too much at this point, maybe. Um, Let's see, Sweet4L underscore gaming said, Gaming is bigger than ever, and unfortunately, there are people who are consumed by it. Oh, or fortunately, I mean, we wouldn't have a podcast if I would. <laughs> I hate to say it. I, I, feel like, I feel like to have a video game podcast, you sort I mean, of need it's to a be horrible, addicted to video games. Horrible public health issue, but we're willing to make a buck off of it. <laughs> really, I mean, I feel like our love of this is spawned from cases of video game addiction. I mean, that's just kind of the reality of it. 
no, no. I like to think of our listeners as responsible young adults who know what? when to stop. Our when, listeners, when to yeah. put down the Chad. control. Come on, Chad. Pull yourself together. <laughs> I'm talking yeah, about us. Yeah. Our listeners, yes. I'm talking about us. We're, mm-hmm. The reason we're doing this every week is because we're psychopaths. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. You have to be. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll, I'll let it breathe. No one's, okay. Uh, anyways, so that's interesting. One more here. It says, JSZ Yarto said, I would say it is that it's a subject that's all flash, a little substantial research done, at least so far as we talk. Most of it being negative context, never outlining the positive. Also, with the mobile games being designed around euphoric moments filled by monetization, it becomes more negative, which we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. how those horrible mobile games actually helped me, but they were very, very negative. Um, except Hulkamania Wrestling. It was pure. Uh, so, I don't know what Hulkamania <laughs> Wrestling is, but... Basically, I love what he's saying, though. This addiction is bad unless it's my addiction, which we all feel that way. Yeah, this is, my addiction is the best addiction because it's okay. <laughs> and that's, that's fun, too. So far, I don't agree with any of these comments. At all. Okay. Well, why? Expand. Because I think that they're that that these are kind of coming from uh, like multiple places. So part of it is people don't believe that there is such a thing as gaming addiction because there's not enough research being done. Well, this is a fairly new phenomenon. There's going to need to be more research done. Mm -hmm. I completely support. kind of having that level of disbelief there because that's what we should be doing um as as people in general like anything we read we should have a level of disbelief there until we continue to do more research we kind of aggregate everything we've read and we formulate kind of a an idea from that like if i'm reading one paper one scientific paper i don't want to say this one scientific paper says that this is happening therefore it is because that's really, really bad in terms of formulating a, an mm-hmm. idea or a theory yeah. behind something. However, you should also go into it with an open mind. Now, if, if you're saying, you know, I, yeah. I don't think this is true because you don't want it to be true, then yeah. of course it's not going to be true. And then therefore, yeah, like what's, what's the point of even doing the research if you're not going to have an open mind? Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a big thing I notice in basically all of society lately. If if you have not changed an opinion on something in the last week, you're not trying hard enough. Um, you're statistically you are wrong about something right now. I just want you as a listener to know that as just personally, you are wrong about something. Find out what that is and. Well, You'll have a much better life. <laughs> well, I, w- I would say this, I, and I think Shay makes a great point. I would say to the JSZ Yarto and N. Potts' comments, um, JS basically said he thinks we need to do more research on it with you were basically concurring with. And then N. Potts said um, he thinks it's more about people having addictive personalities, which I think what he's trying to say is, if you have an addictive personality, you can get addicted to anything. So making it all about the mental illness, which we already talked about, seems a bit much but the one person i do also right i, I do right. agree with is go ahead sorry I'm afraid. no i interrupted okay, you um i was just gonna say but the one person that said this and i didn't get to finish this comment but i think this is the most interesting thing about maybe how people view this and this is all respect to sweet 4l underscore gaming's comment he said 
I have known quite a few people who let life experiences, jobs, and relationships slip through their fingers because they couldn't get away from games. It's sad to see and certainly not worth it. Um, and I think that is sort of from the outside perspective where it's not worth it to them. But those people that let their jobs mm. slip away, maybe they hated those jobs and gaming was the only thing that brought them joy or the relationships weren't happy. Like, usually people are throwing themselves into these addictions for a reason. So I think it's difficult to look at it from the outside and say, yes, I guess it is sad if, you, if other parts of your life are suffering, but they're probably suffering for a bigger reason. Yeah. Usually mm. the gaming is a side effect and not a cause. At least, I, this, this is not anecdotal take it for what you will but <laughs> at, at least in my experience generally if if you're putting that much time into gaming you'd be putting that much time into something else um it and, and that's there's nothing to back that up except my own personal experience but that's fine an opinion yeah 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 well what about like crossfit and you know workout <laughs> people that run all the time and are obsessed with road race. No one's going to tell anyone doing that. Oh, you're, it's unhealthy. You're addicted. Cause we I see know. that as mm-hmm. super yes. healthy, the, but there yeah. are people that take it too far and, and hurt themselves. Yeah. And then they Absolutely. come over from there. Yeah. I've been those, I've been that person before. And you, I wish you had those people. <laughs> it, it, it changes you in negative ways. You, you spend all day at the gym and the people think it's great, right? They're like, oh, I wish I could do that. But you come home and you're like, you're becoming an egomaniac. You're taking pictures of yourself all the time. You're, yeah. you're, you're like, I don't care about my money because I'm going to buy this 80-pound bag of whey protein. Like, I'm, all I'm right, trying right. to say is that there's, <laughs> there's, other, there's other side effects that, you, yeah, like you said, people don't see. Um, mm-hmm. I'm using myself as an example. I don't know about the cross. Um, a couple other quick ones. <laughs> it's, kinda, it's just interesting. I feel like we're, I'm really... Throwing myself under the bus today, this week. It's really been a interesting show. Um, Hans Sathan said, my problem with the report was 20 hours in one week. We talked about this earlier. Granted, mm-hmm. that's a lot for one leisure activity in one week, but surely many Americans spend just that much time on their phone or looking at their screens. Phone addiction has got to be the worst thing in the world. I mean, I think we'd all agree with that. Like, all things, moderation is key. So I think we would all agree with that. Like, with everything, I think we're all looking for balance, right? All of us want to find balance in our lives. Mm-hmm. But if we care about something a little bit more, it's going to get a little more attention. There's, there's not necessarily always a bad thing. If Shay is more interested in, um, I'm trying to think of getting, uh, I shouldn't just throw people out without talking to them, but like whatever we're interested in, which in our case is video games because we do Sword Chomp, we want to devote more time to that. That's fine. Or whatever it happens to be for you. So, and, and this, he nailed it right on the head. He said the 20 hours one week thing. Josh mentioned that. That was the, the number they have now. Yeah. Just sort of well, yeah, I mean, arbitrary. That number seemed so strange considering, like I said, the Very average arbitrary. amount that people... Yeah, well, like, uh, mm-hmm. a, a arbitrary be the amount that people watch TV. Like, it's, it's, it's way under the amount that people on average watch TV each week. And somehow that's not considered an addiction. And it seems yes. to be filling pretty much the same the same sort of need in a lot of people just to kind of you know have something to zone out to and relax um so yeah anyway yeah yeah agreed agreed um final comment and if you guys have any closing thoughts i will let you say it. we can move on we got a lot of other stuff to talk about but this has been very uh fun talk last comment headquarters i'm a firm believer in balance it's fine to be passionate about something as long as you retain some kind of reservation for other important things in life. Anything can become an addiction if you let it. 
I love playing video games, talking and thinking about them, but my life has to mean more than that one thing, even though I love playing video games yeah. more than anything else. Um, the one thing I would say to this that makes our case a little different, at least for me, is because I devoted such a big part of my life to something like Sword Chomp, which is a creation. It's an artistic, like, what we do to some degree is creation. It's, there's, there's more to it. Like, playing video games is one side of what we do. So it's a little trickier for me than maybe the average consumer who is just, it's a hobby for them that they really enjoy. Like, I kind of, being obsessed with video games is sort of what made me want to do this. And that's just speaking for myself. I'm not putting these words in anyone else's mouth. So I think it's difficult for me to have a general perspective on this for like the average consumer, because I am in a very small percentage of people that thinks about video games all the time. I have to write notes down constantly. I'm obsessed with them, because, and that's because I want to be, and I love it. But mm -hmm. I know that's not how most people are, and that's okay. Um, so I feel like my perspective is going to be very different, maybe, from a lot of people. Um, but that's the only perspective I can have. If you guys have anything, I want to give you a chance now, final, that you'd like to say about this. I'll give you the open floor before we move on. Well, Morgan, just to echo what you just said, I totally agree that having a creative force or a creative impact in your life rather than a passively consuming aspect makes a big difference. So I, I highly doubt that anyone would classify your proclivity toward note taking and, you know, you play the games, you love them, you create the podcast to talk about them. I don't think that's addiction. I think that's using your creative talents and abilities to, to make something that's useful and fun and enjoyable for the community, um, as opposed to somebody who is passively playing the games just to escape or um, have some information fed to them rather than creating their own game, you know, rather, whether you're writing mm -hmm. a program or, you know, creating art, music, what have you. So I, I, I'd say that's a positive thing, definitely. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I appreciate, I, I, appreciate. I, I agree with that. Something just kind of personal experience here, something that I've done kind of specifically since we started up the podcast again, since we started up Sword Chomp has been to just consciously not think of myself as a gamer. Um, just because I feel like that realizing that you don't have to game at all times, I think is in a big, a big plus to whenever you are gaming to be able to realize that you're evaluate, evaluate your games as time that you're investing overall, not just, as opposed to some other game you could be playing. Because, I mean, I, I, I see a lot of reviews a lot of times with the mindset that you're going to be playing some game. Is, mm -hmm. is this the game you should be playing? And I feel like that's not necessarily the question you should be asking. It should be, it, is this worth doing compared to whatever else you could be doing in all of life? And I think not seeing... I don't feel like we should even call each other gamers at this point. Like, just like I feel like once you've gone, Whoa, he that said far, it right here. Yeah, well, don't I, call I, them gamers. <laughs> well, no, no. Like, I, I, Josh, feel, I feel like once you've gone that far in that designation, it's you're, you're you stop thinking quite as critically about what you're consuming because oh, I'm going to be playing some sort of game, and I feel like yeah, just examine it. See, I'll, is I'm is this something you should be something. spending your time yeah. at? Um, interesting. At, at least for me, I feel like that helps just in order yeah, to critically yeah. evaluate what I'm, what I'm playing. 
I mean, so I'm, you're not a gamer. You're a person who plays games. Yeah, yeah, and I know yeah. that's not much of a distinction. I still play a lot of video games, but I feel like at least for me, that kind of helps me evaluate what I'm, what how I'm spending my time. I would say you don't feel, even though he's part of a, a podcast type of video, you don't feel obligated to play a game at all times. And we used to yeah. do that. We used to feel obligated to always mm-hmm. play something, and that was detrimental to our soul. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Shay, fish, anything like that here? Or... Okay. No. All right. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Shay's officially. Like, I'm already talking. About, I'm already done talking about how EverQuest destroyed my life. Let's move on. I don't. I don't I, I, I'm just having a hard time calling myself an addict right now. But you know, just look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. I'm a video game addict. <laughs> look at me, guys. This uh, is I the mean, face of an video game addict. Enthusiast. I'm a video That's game all. kitchen. Hmm. <laughs> oh, see, and he gave me shit before the show about the dad jokes. This is what's, what happens. Um, I follow this, Shay. I got you. Um, <laughs> no one else said anything. I was just trying to say something. No, um, hey, I'm, hey, I'm thanks. trying. Thanks, you got my back. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm just you know filling that dead air, even though usually they leave me to dry. Um, <laughs> out to dry, I should say. Uh, okay, so as we, a nice transition there as well, I want to do the polls real quickly, and then we can get into some nice Pokemon talk. Um, so we do a, a bunch of fun polls here every Tuesday. As Swordchomp on Instagram, we're running polls in the story. They're f- usually kind of silly. And uh, we just take the, we use the results basically to gauge fun community responses to the thing, but mostly they have little quick conversations to talk about. So, a couple of polls this week. Um, I don't know how many of these maybe you connect with or do not connect with, Melanie, but I think we could start with real quickly the Fortnite versus Pokemon Go phenomenon. Kind of an interesting um, idea because Fortnite has exploded into a phenomenon, right? And the last, Big phenomenon that we talked about was Pokemon Go. That was something where everyone, like your neighbors, were outside catching Pokemon. The parks were full. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So I was curious if people thought maybe the Pokemon Go phenomenon was bigger than the Fortnite phenomenon. It came back 68%. No, people think Fortnite is the bigger phenomenon. Um, Basically 70 to 30, which is a pretty substantial margin. Hmm. How do you guys feel about it? Gallup, guys and Gallup. (laughs) <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Um, I know my students are absolutely uh, addicted to the Japanese equivalent of Fortnite. Um, all of them play it at home with each other and with other people. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's the hot thing right now, whether it's the Japanese version or the English version, whatever it is, it's it's big right now. So, and I feel like I I feel like. Pokemon Go had much more of an initial impact because like when it first yeah. released that's literally all you heard about but I feel like Fortnite has just had this different kind of impact where it's been more of like this not quite as heavy but a slower burn over a longer period of time it's yeah. it's slowly gotten bigger over time um you know and yeah yeah i just i think yeah, that yeah. It, it slow is and steadily yes it keeps going yes. yeah and it's right. used to a younger right. demographic right well, y- younger than the pokemon go was like middle age I, and older people know. were playing yeah, but, it i don't know well, but I think don't. about that the fact the fact that a game about murdering people would skew to a younger demographic is fascinating food for thought um 
And I could I be might, wrong. I th- That's my impression. I think but, it's possible yeah. because I, I feel like Fortnite is more of a Twitch thing. Like I feel like it has continued to just build steam because it has just succeeded so well on on Twitch and, st- and just streaming in general. Yeah. Um, whereas Pokemon Go, like you could share something you just did because it was on the phone, but it wasn't something that you sat down and watched somebody walk around playing Pokemon Go quite right. as quite as much. Mm-hmm. So I think it's possible. I don't have numbers on that. I have no idea um, the actual numbers, but well, that, fin- that seems likely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The financial. I would num- have to disagree with our. Okay, audience okay. on this. Oh, nice I think Pokemon Go was a bigger phenomenon because it was more outreaching. I mean, that initial month mm-hmm. of Pokemon Go, I feel like children, parents, older people, I felt like the there there was no age uh like I guess barrier to get into the game. Like I don't think there's any like 40-year-old people playing you know, Fortnite. There might be, but yeah. like, I just. Fish, aren't uh, you I like 39, more... 37? <laughs> 30, 32. God. Yeah. Shouldn't you, you be getting your will in order friend? instead of recording this show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. I should be. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> the geezer fonts. <laughs> <laughs> Again, nice theme interwoven throughout. Yeah. That sounds like. I didn't think oh, it was going to be. It's like Fonzie hitting his oaf. Um, no, but yeah, but, I, I no. agree with you, Vish. Go yeah, ahead, po- continue. Yeah, Pokemon Go, I just, I felt like there was a lot more people just going out. Maybe because it was more of like a outdoor activity type of thing. Seeing more people at parks, seeing people, you know, out on the streets with their Pokemon Go app open and playing the game and... Yeah. running around in groups and you felt it people. you felt the phenomenon it's like you, yes. with, with Fortnite yes. you see the fire with palpable. Pokemon you can feel the heat right in your face you sweat yeah, yeah. exactly yeah well it is more tangible that's more... just like actually seeing people out in the world playing yeah. it yeah. Mm-hmm. whereas even if yeah. even so if Fortnite is a much yeah. bigger by the numbers thing it's you're not huh. gonna encounter right. some right. By somebody stuff, you know yeah you know, collecting ammo out in the, you know, out on their phone or something in the park. <laughs> Not yet. We'll get there. We'll mm. get there. Um, well, well, didn't you say your husband, Melanie, didn't you say your husband was, a, was like, it plays the other Niantic game? The, not the Pokemon yeah, one, but. The, yeah, which I, I forget the name of right now. Um, yeah, the one, so in- Niantic developed. In- yeah, that's it, Ingress. He is, is was it? playing that before Pokemon Go was a thing. I guess there was some drama over using the same formula for Pokemon. I don't know what the drama was, but people were upset with Niantic. This is old news, but hmm. anyway, so he, to this day, still plays Ingress. I put Pokemon Go on my phone, and then I had to delete a bunch of apps because I had no memory left, and I was like, yeah. yeah. That's I, I, I never really got into it, but yeah. That's for the... I want to give Fish props for jumping in there with Ingress. Nobody knew the name, and Fish came hey, in. It was on the tip of my Good tongue. Job. Thank you. But no, job, we'll be Fish. driving Thank around, and my, my husband will be like, "Oh, pull over here. There's a church," and he'll get out of the car and walk <laughs> that, to the nice point. To be, yeah. And my kids are like, "Mommy, where's Daddy going?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he likes I, know, it. I, I, I think the the thing between uh, Ingress and Pokemon Go was the fact that they did keep all those locations that were in Ingress and just translated them back over to Pokemon Go. So like all the Pokestops 
would translate uh, over to all that stuff and maybe smart. that's why yeah. well that's probably why people who've played the previous Niantic game were probably upset about the fact that they just decided to use that same stuff over is that really worth being upset about was your husband upset about that melanie no see that's the thing i I heard that there was an issue but he never said anything about it so either he was just he's really bad at the game and he was just unaware (laughs) or i don't i don't know but yeah i remember the polka stuff like that's the thing with ingress it wasn't a mainstream thing that you heard about what's the word not it's not check I, i use the word checkpoint what is it something Places uh, where you, you have to check in and claim the the place. I don't speak Ingress, <laughs> but oh, um. Oh, I don't know. I never played Ingress, so yeah. But you know, oh, you never heard Pokestop. any. Yeah, well, that's the, well, that's the <laughs> thing. No, Pokestop for the for Pokemon Go, but in Ingress, so you didn't hear anything about that really. But Pokemon, I think, fish like you were saying, it has such a cultural impact on young and old. Everybody know pretty yeah, much everyone so. knows what Pokemon is, whether you've encountered the anime mm-hmm. or the game or movies whatever so mm-hmm. culturally people there's just more awareness of it and it did come in with a bang now i don't know if anyone plays it honestly so well i would i would say and maybe in summation here to summarize because i think all you guys made great points i think we'll look back and this is how i phrase the question not poorly but sometimes when i phrase the question and we talk about it then i think of how i could have phrased it better and mm-hmm. to say it's bigger, yeah, it probably will be bigger if you judge something by its entire run. But if you look at just mm-hmm. the peak of it, like when Pokemon Go was at its hottest, its highest, it felt bigger to me. But it had no, no depth, no tail end. It was done in like two months. Um, yeah. And that, that's the big difference. So how do you judge what's bigger? Like the peak? Like an athlete who has the best season of all time? Or an athlete has the best career and the most championships or what have you to make a shitty sports metaphor? So... It depends on how you view uh, that over time. So, but I, I'm with you guys. I think Pokemon at its highest was crazier, man. There was people everywhere outside holding their phones. You could talk to strangers. It was so cool. Yeah, it was. It was a phenomenon. Yes. Yes. In every sense of the word, it made people play video games differently, and it should get points for that if you're going to look at the phenomenon scale, right? The phenomenon scale should mm-hmm. have that on there. Does it make you play your game differently? Okay, um, Josh, I'm gonna appreciate this. I'm digging the new Overwatch character. I just kept it short and simple. Came back 63%, yes, um, which is actually lower than I thought. But maybe it's is it still on the test server? So maybe not a lot of people. Maybe a lot of people are judging this off of yeah, or... yeah. Well, the the PTR is not on consoles. Like it's mm-hmm. it's free. You can you can just kind of log on there. Say you're interested in the Overwatch PTR and just install it. So even if you don't have Overwatch, you, you can you can check out the new stuff on the PD in the, on the PDR, but yeah, if if you're playing it on consoles exclusively, you won't have an opportunity to play any of the new stuff until it goes completely live. So that, I mean, that could be part okay. of it. People who just haven't had a chance to see what's going on there. Um, still a victory. Anything in the '60s is my scale, Melanie. Any poll that comes back in the '60s is a victory. '70s is a no. great victory. 80s is an overwhelming trouncing and 90s almost never happens. So that's a slaughter mm. of epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've I've seen it's odd. I've seen a lot of hate for the new character as if somehow a hamster in Overwatch is taking things too far, which is a really odd concept to me considering it's a game with a monkey scientist. Um <laughs> yeah. 
really? Yeah. How, who's making these rules about somehow this being the bridge too far? Um, <laughs> the forums, the angry forum, right? This yeah. is too much. I can't believe there's a hamster <laughs> here. He's, yeah. he's tiny, furry, mm-hmm. cuddly, and cute. Mm-hmm. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, no time for that. It's too but, cute for overwhelm. Yeah, I, I cannot um, wait for... Cannot wait for Hammond to go live. Because he's ridiculous. I ain't gonna have no goddamn hamsters fun. in my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Make Overwatch great again. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the same people what? who were just... You know... What the hell just happened? Miffed to their core. Which is odd to be miffed to your core. You're not... You're not deeply troubled. Yeah. Just just miffed, but to your miffed. core. Um, um about Tracer nice being gay. Like, no, no, no. We can't I can't have that. Um I I'm sure it's the same people. I'm just I'm slightly inconvenienced by this news of this goddamn hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand in a game where I shoot people mm-hmm. with a gorilla I, I... some monk that I have to have a hamster in a ball. Yeah. Like first uh, off, yeah. I, first off, mm-hmm. I ain't gay. I don't like balls. I don't understand why there are balls in my game when I don't like them. Uh, you have an aversion to balls? Is that what mm-hmm. it is? It's a strong psychological response to balls. Um, <laughs> ICD um, code I, is yeah, yeah. It's ICD, yeah psychological aversion to testicles um you know it's i actually have a psychological i have a horrible story with my i i had a hamster when i was a kid and i it was my first pet i ever had and i was uh, terrible i neglected it in the second year i had it and this is a, a very troublesome and embarrassing thing for me i didn't like abuse it or anything i was i was a nice kid but like i i didn't take good care of it and it died after i think fairly prematurely and i remember my dad went in there it was halloween when it died and he pulled it out, and his name was Spielberg, because I was a Steven Spielberg nerd at the time. And he pulled the dead hamster out, and he was like, son, you need to take... He said, I, I, I was going to quote him all epically, but I don't want to misquote him. He basically said something along the lines of, you need to learn to take care of things better in life, or, you know, this is going to stick with you, because he knew that I didn't take good care of this hamster. And still to this day, I would give anything to bring that stupid hamster back and just treat it right. I know it's just a dumb hamster, but, like, I feel like I failed it. And, um, so psychologically, hamsters are difficult for me. I, I don't know if I can give up. Um, mm. that's you know, story. that's really <laughs> touching. <laughs> that may be part of that, part of those poll responses, because I feel like hamsters or gerbils are probably a lot of kids' first pets, if they weren't fish. Um. They're all traumatic. Oh, fish was yeah. my first pet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh? <laughs> yeah. Well, sort of a, sort of a heavy pet. <laughs> But See, a, a subtle joke and make it not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, is this um, a, a mice and men pet? Oh, <laughs> or you just oh. Well, I just googled the hamster because I I don't know anything about Overwatch, and he's really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and he has a death ball. It rolls around that's, in a big metallic ball. That that's a really like good question, ball. Melanie. Does that make that's you cute. want to play Overwatch a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just have to make well, time for it. I well, would. Yeah. I like I like cute I like cool like IP things. 
<laughs> I like girly things. I don't care yeah. if it's a stereotype. I like I that's like true. my uh, my girly games and my girly yeah. anime and yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's going to be a new good transition for later. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen any of these movies, but I get a lot of shit because I, I love Shyamalan, Shyamalan on the show. But I said Glass, which is going to be the sequel to Split, and which was the surprise sequel to Unbreakable. It will Glass be the complete, um, will Glass complete the most unlikely trilogy ever? 81% came back and said yes, which is one of the higher results we've gotten in a while, um, as it being the most unlikely trilogy ever, because, you know, most people didn't think Split was going to be a sequel to Unbreakable. And then as Shamlon got all excited and was like, oh, I'm going to turn this into like this cool, I got this cool idea for it. He's really inspired. So um, do you have any thoughts on this at all? Do you love, hate Shamlon? It's fine. I'm not going to be offended if you hate his movies. Generally, I'm used to it. Um, I'm sort of neutral. Not, neutral? not a huge okay. fan, but not, not uh, disagreeable to me. Did you see Split? Did you like Split? No, I didn't see it. I don't okay. wa- I'm not really a big movie watcher. Not a movie? No. Okay. Well, basically, mm-hmm. it was weird things. It was like it snuck in it being sort of loosely connected to the other film in the same universe. And then people thought it was so cool that he said, well, shit, instead of it just being in the same universe, why don't I just turn this into a trilogy? So uh, kind of a cool idea for inspiration and just kind of came out of nowhere because Split happened, like, I think, 10 years later or something crazy. So it's kind of a cool story for him. He had a, a lot of the last Shyamalan movies were very critically panned and hated by a lot of people. So it's nice to see him turning himself around for me. If you hate Shyamalan, then you won't like this at all. But I like to see people sort of redeem themselves uh, if mm. I'm a fan of them. So it's well, a nice turning things around is kind of his thing. Ah, nice one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twisting things around, let me see. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, last poll I did for this week because I knew we were going to have a beefy show. Uh, and this one's a little bit more of our alley. Have you ever heard of a shiny Pokemon? 77% of people said yes, they have, um, which is a pretty favorable victory, which I was happy to see. You know, I didn't know if the shiny Pokemon was still kind of a, a myth among casual people, but most people seem to know what a shiny Pokemon is. Does that surprise you, Melanie, or does that seem about right? Seems about right to me. Okay. Wasn't surprised. So it's not that weird. The world knows what a shiny Pokemon is now. It's not some strange... Well, this community, I would say, you know, ask, um, ask the larger population and, you know, there's a lot of people who probably have no idea, but, but true, your pollsters, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our community knows. They know what's up. <laughs> yes. I, I bet if you ask, like, anybody who just got into Pokemon Go and didn't really know Pokemon that well, yeah, they wouldn't ask know. them what a sh- shiny it was, yeah, they want to know that. Well, the funny thing they is, Fish, able to answer that. there's casual people at my work that play Pokemon Go. And now they have shinies in Pokemon Go. And oh, they, they do. Were, I was wondering. They were, okay. Yeah, they were trying to talk to me like I didn't know what a shiny was. Because I was like, <laughs> I think I might try getting back in a... They're like, I think I might try getting back into Pokemon Go for a little while. I'm like, dude, they have this thing. It's a shiny Pokemon. There's a shiny... And I'm like, dude, I, I didn't say anything because I... The thing is, I host a video game podcast, so I don't like to be that guy at work. So I basically well, just kind of nod. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, <laughs> I just nod and smile to, to people I don't know that well. Um, so they probably think yeah. I'm really lame. But I'm just like, oh, oh. No, no, well, the only that's, thing that's is the correct shiny... answer, though. That's the correct answer is to just let them be happy. They found a new thing. Don't, don't, don't rain on their parade. And I, I feel like the, that's the... where a lot of gamers go wrong. Hmm. They, they will Pro- actually everything right into the ground. Hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't call ourselves gamers anymore, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> just start, shed the label. It's off to a good start. 
<laughs> shiny was never an official term, right? That's just sort of a fan created term. Like, is it a fit? Does the uh, Pokemon company own that now? I don't think they do. Official. I think, it is official? I think it is now, but I, I don't think it yeah. was for a long time. It wasn't time. at first. Yeah. When did right. it become that? Well, the first one yeah, ever was... Go ahead, Fish, sorry. The, I don't think they ever mentioned it in, like, the first... Few generations, few ep- yeah. Few, yeah, few generations, a few seasons of the anime as well. Like, I don't think they ever mentioned a shiny Pokemon, but apparently it's always been there since Gen 1, I believe. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so there's an episode... Well, actually... I got it. <laughs> there's, an, there, there's an episode we briefly mentioned last time where there is a shiny knockdown in the anime. So that would have been the second season of the show. So I'd have to go back and watch that to see if they refer to it as a shiny in What's, the anime. What season was the Red I think Gyarados? We talked about that. Yeah. That was the same thing. That, was the, that would have been season. I don't know if it was in the show, but it was in the game. That would have been season two. No, it, it, would have been, it was definitely in the show. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Pokemon Gold and Silver. That was the first time, and I remember playing as a kid and be like, why is there a red Gyarados in this lake? That's weird. Like, is this just a thing they're doing? Like, I didn't think too much of it, except that's fucking strange, right? So. Um, yeah, shiny is not in the game. You don't see that word being used. No. When you talk to the old man, whoever, who says, oh, yeah. I forget what happens. <laughs> oh, I, I found some. Okay. This is from Bulbapedia. The term shiny Pokemon was first created by fans to refer to the sparkling sound effect and animation made at the start of an encounter with one of the games. So created by fans, to answer the question. Eventually, the term fell into official usage in Generation 4, used on a promotional material promoting shiny event Pokemon. So, boom! There's our answer. Yeah. Kind of cool. Like, I like the... And this is a cool idea that someone said, what if we put these really rare Pokemon in this game, just change the color in weird ways, and make them extremely, like, freakishly rare, like 1 in 8,000, where you'll probably never see... I never saw one for, like, the first... 17 years of my life um and then that became like a really cool thing that people could try and obtain so it's just it's i hate to say it, but it's kind of like the slot machine thing we talked about earlier because when i found out about shinies i became obsessed with trying to help the odds of getting one and breeding them and all that stuff so anyways it's interesting it's weird if you know if for some reason you listen to our show and you had no idea that's a thing it is and uh i have been obsessed with them ever since that's really the downfall of my life <laughs> started ever since but, um, like, have you ever encountered a natural shiny in the wild, Melanie, just playing any of the games? Just like, oh, a shiny. Not yet. No, no. no. just, just the red Gyarados that's, that's built into the game. So not yet. That's, Perhaps that's a someday. dirty shiny. That's a dirty. Don't you feel dirty getting <laughs> that shiny? Like, what the fuck is this? Everyone has this shiny. Like, I didn't earn this. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, I mean, when the game was new, I'm sure it was a cool thing. But, you know. It was a cool thing, Melanie. It was. Thank you. It still is. It's yeah. still cool. Was and is. I feel like that was kind of the kind of the creator's way of showing us that shinies actually existed. Like that was our introduction yes. to them. Like, oh, these things are actually here. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, you're right. And if you looked at the Pokedex, Poke, Pokedex, when you caught that red gyrodos, you would have seen the little star and been like, hey, there's a symbol for these. You know, the clues were there. Although, I can you imagine the surprise on someone's face when they were encountering it randomly on their own? Like, whoa, why did I run across this black? Char Charmander or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I imagine that people were just fucking tripping out about that shit. So um pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um anyways, or as we joked last time you hear, Mel- hear Melanie about it being sort of like in nature, a lot of things in Pokemon are influenced by nature, which is sort of my segue. Last week we talked about this um new Pokemon in Sun and Moon called Wishy Washy. It's like this cute little fish Pokemon. Um have you seen that one in the game yet? Not yet. I'm not that far along, but Okay. 
Um, Sounds cute. Yeah, it's a, it's a little fish, and it evolves into a giant school of fish, much like, you know, team of a school of fish in nature. Um, so, and that's all it, and when it evolves back down to a tiny fish whenever it gets uh, enough damage taken to it. So, but um, much like the shiny Pokemon, I assume are probably inspired by maybe albino creatures in nature or mutations or something like that, I, if I had to presume. Maybe not. Maybe someone just said, hey, this Gyarados looks cool when it's red. I'd like to give them mm. the credit and think it was more than that, but, um, but I thought about that this day because I went to I went to go to my mailbox this week and there was an albino um, pincer bug in my mailbox. Oh, there was all weird. these pincer yeah, there was all these pincer bugs in there and there was one albino pincer bug and I was deeply fascinated. But I was like, you know what? This is like if I encountered a shiny Pokemon in the wild and my wife was like, why the fuck am I marrying you? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Um, so you pulled out your Pokeball and you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, we need to study this thing. But um, that's a good segue, Melly. So you went and you were trying Ultra Moon. Uh, Ultra Moon is the one that you picked up, right? Yep, yep. Went to Target and they had both Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. I'm like, I like, I like the dark the and dark. the moonlight. So I'll go with that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, that's cool. And that fits well. I've been playing a lot too. And we all played it before. I mean... I couldn't convince, I couldn't suck them back into playing it again with me this summer, at least yet. Um, but we did play a lot of Pokemon two years ago for the show. Uh, I think Josh probably might even finish. Did you finish the campaign, Josh? Or you were pretty close. In, I don't remember. In which? Sun and Moon. Yes. I don't know. Which version did yeah, you get? Uh, Sun? Yeah, I finished the campaign in Moon. And most okay. of the post game, not everything, but most There's of it. Post game, okay. Yeah. What's the post game? Like? Uh, post game has got the. It's it's weird. It's it, it's got all the ultra beasts that you can collect, which are, um, like that generation's versions of legendaries that mm-hmm. they've got going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. They've got like this Mulder and Scully thing going on with these two, essentially FBI or CIA agents who are there to track down these really? ultra beast Pokemon okay. that are causing havoc cute. because of the you know the 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 story going on on the main campaign and they're trying to get all that cleared up before you know it causes ecological havoc with these pokemon <laughs> coming in oh that's like a ecological reason yeah. that's cool that sounds like a better storyline than the main storyline it, like it's that. pretty good it was pretty good yeah i was actually really pleased with that whenever it showed up um so yeah yeah it was pretty good as far as post game goes, for most of these games, it's it was it was up there. It was up there with some of the better ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's cool. Well, what's striking you so far? And we can just kind of launch into it. I'm excited to talk a little Pokemon with you guys. It's been a while. I had horrible anxiety when we first talked about Pokemon, and we moved on away from it really quickly. So I feel like we never got give its proper due, and it's always fun to have you here. But like, what's striking you so far? As far as you are in the game, it, I know, I know, you spent a couple hours with it. Like, what's what's your main takeaway so far? Um, well, I really like the Hawaiian (laughs) kind of theme and setting. Um, I am struck by, now, I've missed a lot in the middle from the original red, blue, green (laughs) to, you know, the later games. Mm -hmm. So this shouldn't have been a surprise to me, but for some reason, it, it always surprises me. Like, oh, it's the same exact story where you're a kid 
and you're moving somewhere new and you're with your mom and for some mm-hmm. reason you're going to be a Pokemon trainer now. Yeah. Maybe you know that, maybe you don't know that. They don't deviate <laughs> from the formula. Mm-hmm. Um, and worse, I think yeah. this goes back to the theme we were, we were talking about for this show about addiction. It's they want to pull you in into something familiar that triggers that spot in your brain to say, yes, I like this. I enjoy it. But they do a really good job. They will just keep making these games like forever until we're, you know, geriatric fawns, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, ourselves. Geriatric fawns new on Pokemon Mars okay. and Jupiter. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it just goes to show that you have a formula that works. You don't deviate from it. Yet they do a good job of making this so that any new person new to the franchise can pick up the game and just start playing it. Because they go through all the tutorials and like most of us are impatient. Like, yeah, yeah, I know how to do. You know, you talk to the little girl who sings a song about how to speed up by pressing the whatever button, the B button, you know, Um, you're going to encounter that in every game. But they still find ways to make it addictive and enjoyable by introducing new story elements, characters. Um, So, yeah, I like it so far. Well, I booted it up last night and picked up where I left off one year ago and I just beat like the jungle area. Now, like, I guess I'm going to like the grand something place. I don't quite remember, but you know, it was grand um, though. I did know they made a big spiel about it. The grand like, trial oh, wow. or the city, the grand city yes. or the trial. Okay. Grand trial. Grand yeah, trial. That's gotcha. what it's called. Yep. Um, that's where I'm at in the story. I don't know how far that is, but um, uh, like you, like you were alluding to about the addiction in this game, it's something that's kind of strong for me at least in Pokemon because I, I at the end of the day, I want my Pokemon to be the strongest that they could be. So that means you know dedicating uh, time with these Pokemon and like EV training them correctly to get to the max amount of points put into each Pokemon. Like all that stuff is just, it's too meticulous. And like, it takes a certain amount of like attention that just turns into almost like a feeling of addiction that you need to get through this game. At least for me, I need that type of addiction in this game and some sort of end goal to kind of shoot for. Um, But I noticed last night after each battle that you have uh with like either uh a pokemon or um wild encounters or trainers or whatever you get the option to care for your pokemon yeah and it's it's a little too much for me at that point yeah you know, it's like, i agree it's a little annoying because <laughs> then you feel guilty right like if you're like no nah, i don't want to yes. groom you I, it's like you're oh. me. i've never yeah. ever touched that Pokemon. I've yeah. never cleaned it not one time. You don't have to. You don't have to. Like it only matters yeah, if like they use nothing. a couple yeah. status moves on you. Like if they happen to use like mudslide or uh, something, you need to clean them uh, off. And you're dirty. But yeah, yeah, there's there's it all it never comes up in the actual just, just regular course of playing through the game. I noticed. Yeah. So if it, if it's giving you OCD just don't touch it. It's I I haven't touched it. it. Hasn't affected me at all, as far as I know, at least. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's the thing. I wasn't quite aware what exactly it does, what it did. So I was just like, well, I better start feeding all my people. <laughs> right. Because it's like a perfectionist <laughs> thing. Like, oh, I have to do it now because I want, well, I want to be the very that. best. Like no if one never was. was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to clean it. I want to have the cleanest. Yeah, grooming. It's, it's weird. There's always some weird feature or two that kind of make you scratch your head that they're just throwing in there. But like with X and Y, they had a lot of the cool, like almost... Um, simulation stuff where you could take care of it and feed it and all that stuff. And this is sort of like a weird extension of that, but not as interesting. Um, unfortunately. Well, well, like X and Y, though, they, like they simplified the EV training, though, mm -hmm. with like those mini games. Yeah. Are those gone, though? Or I don't know if they're, they're gone. Or... gone uh, there's, I, I'm trying to remember if they're there's berries sound right. I think they're berries in this one. But it's it's yeah. it's essentially the mobile game type thing going on. The the time gated content essentially gives you crap that you can feed or oh, do you like grow berries? Yeah, or you, you grow stuff and then you can oh, feed them your Pokemon. Um, okay, um, which well, which makes EV training nice and easy once you get to them. Um, but it's it's something you can just you you constantly have to check up on in order to check, make sure yeah. you've got those resources whenever it, you do get a new Pokemon. Um, it's a lot of work. Mm hmm Well, and, and the like, sucky like thing is job. that's what we, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the sucky thing is that's, speaking of addiction, that's what we live for too, because like, I love the Pokemon games, but like my enjoyment now mostly, until they do something really crazy with the series, my enjoyment mostly comes from the post game. Like that's where I get most of my, mm. I'm in too deep. Like I would, I always tell people this, I'd be a, unless it was a new thing, I don't think I'd be a great Pokemon reviewer if I had to work for a company. They'd be like, what? I don't know anyone that loves Pokemon as much as you. And I'm like, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get off until it's like someone who's like got kinkier and kinkier in the bedroom and they don't, and it takes like, they have to be tied upside down and blindfolded yeah. and whipped for an hour and a half before they can <laughs> feel yeah. anything. Yeah. You know you're, I mean? like, you're, you're, you're approaching Republican yeah. Senator levels of, of kinkiness. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Like I, it's for me to really enjoy it. I'm into like the post game stuff, the breeding exactly fighting with you know, training in a certain way, getting with my friend. Like, so, but I still enjoy the games, but it's just like, that's where I'm at. So my perspective is kind of skewed. Um, but I was going to ask you, Melanie, what, what did you, what was your starter? Who'd you go with? Um, I went I with Litten. Litten. Okay. Okay. The cute fire. Who I really that's why I did. just think it was really cute. I like fire. I like that's fire cute. types. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did Litten the first time too. Um, this is a hard choice. They were cute. also cute. That's the most important cute. factor yeah. for me. <laughs> they were all really good this time. Um, like. Yeah, Rala is so cute. He flips mm -hmm. around. I'm like, what a cutie. I really like that one. But I'm my, my other one is I have Bayleaf in the other game and Soul Silver, so done with grass moves. Oh gross. One. Boo. I know everybody <laughs> I know, I know. The unpopular one. No, that's but, fine. Um, you know what though? I always I think about this every time I see a Pokemon I hate, I'm like, that's somebody's favorite Pokemon. And that's why people love Pokemon. And this is somebody's favorite fucking Pokemon. Even that trash Pokemon, Garbodor, <laughs> that we always joke make fun of. <laughs> That's probably somebody's favorite fucking Pokemon, right? Um, I mean, there's some weirdo out there that likes fucking Heracross. I mean, who the fuck would like Heracross? <laughs> hey! <laughs> there is overwhelming support for that beetle. I'm sure. Don't make me swarm on you. It's I'm the gonna Japanese. get the Heracross <laughs> fans to just swarm you and Fish is a big horn. He's a big... He's a big beetle guy. He is. No, fish. The shitty thing is, Melanie. He always kicks my ass too. Like I've never won one of our tournaments, so this year is gonna hopefully be different if we do one. Fish mm -hmm. has always beat me. Um, 
Josh, I think, won one of our turn. It was Josh and then Fish. Those are our two winners, I think. So um, me and Shay have yet to win one. We're looking to take a trophy home one of these days. Um, but it gives us something fun to, like, shoot for, you know? How do you yeah. feel about, like, the kind of the insane, like, the story for me in Pokemon's always been kind of like, eh, just sort of, it's cute, but skip it to kind of get to the next thing. They, like, is that kind of how you feel? Do you actually kind of get into it, or? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, this story, so again, I'm not as far along as you guys, so there's a lot I still don't know. Um, the girl and the, so Lily, I don't know, it's just interesting, because you're, you're like this kid, you have no experience whatsoever with Pokemon training yet. And then you, like, fall off the bridge, and then the, the island Pokemon guardian comes to save you. I'm like, you sh- this kid should be traumatized now, but you're not. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course, you know. Oh, and then when you encounter her on the bridge, and she's like, I want to help. I want to help my Pokemon, but I'm not a trainer, so there's nothing I can do. But you are. It's like, I am. <laughs> I just started. Like, I was just How talking to How does she have a Pokemon? Mom. How does yeah, she have a like- Pokemon if she's not a trainer? Yeah, that, I guess because she's, yeah. she's the assistant of of um, the professor there. I don't know. And she just carries him around. So Her, her Pokemon is dumb. <laughs> but it's, you know, or she saved him chil- from the children, evil organization. Because so. there, there's actually a reason for that. Because her mom is kind of the big bad okay. of the story once you finally keep going. Okay, yeah. oh, um, okay. And right. she saved that Pokemon from their their horrible Oh, okay. So she saved Pokemon okay, research. Okay. Yeah. So they're trying to track her down and take her Pokemon back so they can, yeah. I wish that thing looked cooler. Like, sometimes it's one of those Pokemon designs. I don't know, do you like the look of that thing? Because that Pokemon she's carrying around just looks like my five-year-old could have scribbled that thing. It does not look interesting. I don't like the look of a lot of them, to be honest with you. Some are really really cute, but some are really dumb looking. Or they're cute and dumb looking, which is fine. (laughs) Give me some dumb ones. Give me some that you've been like, what the fuck is that Pokemon? Like like that from the other game from from Gold and Silver that flappy oh, flaffy land the pink sh- electric sheep is so oh, dumb yeah, looking yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, what is that? They're other going one? way back now. Okay, okay. The one I just what's that bunnyery one from this bunnyery. game? Is yep, that how you say that? That's so. pretty stupid looking. It's it's like a bunny yeah. bear looking thing, and it just yeah, flops, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's got the folded. Again, kind of cute, but when you think about it, kind of dumb looking. It doesn't matter, but yeah. it's, uh, you know. Like Mankey. I, I, lost, I lost this last week. I said Mankey's a dumb looking Pokemon. Everyone told me I was wrong. Uh, I don't know. the competition, kind of, I think he's about average. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, about <laughs> average. Dumb, Nothing but not the, too dumb. The ice cream yeah. cone Pokemon. Have you ever seen the ice cream cone Pokemon? <laughs> that, that, that's the weirdest thing, because there's a place in the game later on you'll get to yeah. where there's an ice cream shop with an ice cream cone, like, st- and I'm like, are they implying that they, I know it's probably just a mascot for ice cream, but it's like, do they eat the Pokemon made of ice? Like, they're so oh, weird. Oh, yeah, like, weird. Yeah. I don't think oh, they eat it, but it's, go ahead. No, I'd like to see that one. Pseudo-Woodoo is pretty dumb, speaking of dumb-looking. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't oh, even make sense. Oh, it's, like, it. it's pretty oh. terrible. Wow. He, he, the little oh, he it's like pom-pom leaves that don't even, like round balls. Yeah. So. I want to talk about balls again, but <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part is well, like he's a, a rock type though. He's just he's a rock that yes! happens to yeah. look like a tree. It's part of yeah. it. It's like a rock Make, tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it gives some more personality. Yeah. 
Fish is a big Sudowoodo guy, as you yeah. I know you as if you couldn't tell from our yeah. introduction. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody thinks it's wood, but he's Udo. rock hard. He's real. Exactly. Oh, yeah. there you go. There we go. Good job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a phrase I could get behind. Oh, there we go. <laughs> or get in front of. Ugh. Oh, I caught a Pichu. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. You got a what? I got a Pichu. A Pichu, yeah, Pichu's cute. Yeah, I haven't seen Pichu. That's yet. fun. Um, yeah. there's some, there's some pretty cool. I, there's a really not to spoil some. There's a really cool anchor Pokemon in this generation. It looks like an anchor, like covered mm-hmm. in sort of like weird seaweed. There yeah, is, is a, like a there's kind of a cool ghost steel or something. Ghost yeah, something. it's ghost yeah. and steel. Yeah, and, I really like yeah. that one. It's a cool He's really combination. Cool. Yeah. Or ghost there's water, a, a, something you, like that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's ghost and steel. No, you're right, Josh. It's ghost and steel. It's cool looking. Um. There is a ghost, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. There is a new turtle Pokemon, which I'm all about. It's called Turtonator, um, which is kind of a ridiculously <laughs> dumb name. Stupid I know. Me. That's a dumb name. It is. Turtonator. Um, the terrible memes came from that, too. But it's basically like a, a dragon. It's a dragon turtle type. Dragon fire. So it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, I'm trying to think of any other standouts. Have you seen that pink stuffly thing? It looks like, a, no, you probably haven't gotten that far yet. I'm trying to gauge where you made it to. They, they look like this? teddy bears. Cool. Yeah, no. Yes, Stuffle. Oh, I got yeah, a better no. question for you. How do you feel about the what, the big thing about this game as they form the ecology is the flipping versions of classic Pokemon. Like, there's different forms of... Yeah, I remember hearing about that last year, so I have yet to encounter that, but I'm I'm excited about that. Kind of, you know, not it's not a shiny situation, but it's in the similar vein as, you know... Yeah, you know, flipping for people who love and enjoy. I, like my cousin will not play any of the well anything beyond the original. He's like, oh, I like to keep it stubborn. OG. Yeah, like he played well, it once, still like has that. it. Yeah. Um, so he is not interested in any newer. So this might be good for a lot of people who want How the throwback that, classic. I think that's why they did it. I think it's a good point. Yeah, because it, here's the weirdest thing about this game, big picture too, is they this came out after the Pokemon Go phenomenon. But they had already been in development with this game for a while, so I doubt they could have really, you know, I don't think they knew Pokemon Go was going to be that big. But what mm-hmm. happened was, yeah. after Pokemon Go blew up, they, the sales for this exploded because people were like, well, I love Pokemon again. What's the next Pokemon uh, game? I'm ready. So, that could like be, a lot yeah. Of, yeah. So, but, but, so my cynical person in me goes, well, they're just trying to appeal to those original people. But they would have had to have been working on this game for years before Pokemon Go blew up. They came out the same year. Like, this game dropped about three months after Pokemon Go took off all over the world. So, even though I, I want to be cynical about it, it doesn't really seem possible that they could have been a reactionary to it. You know what I mean? It yeah, just... I don't know. That's yeah. interesting theory, though. Yeah, it would have had been done at least at the same time, if not beforehand. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, like, it could have been a good coincidence. So, like, on one hand, it has that, and on the other hand, it's got weird shit, like it's in a tropical setting. It's got just some weird quirks to it. A lot of changes in the original game. Like, you don't have HM Pokemon anymore. You don't have the HM Slaves, as they call them. You can just, like, ride a a Tauros around or go surfing. And so there's a bunch of weird stuff about it. It's a very strange Yeah, they did a lot of easy-use things that were really nice in this one. Um, And I I know a lot of people hated the Pokedex that talked to you. But as far as functionality goes, it, it it was actually really good. It was just... If, like... It didn't need to talk to you. Like it, it had yeah. Clippy syndrome, but but as far mm-hmm. as the actual functionality of it, it was really good. It was just they they needed to stop. They, 
just just don't just don't it was clever the ui doesn't need a personality is is is, <laughs> is my vote well, so yeah well that's that's what josh would say he's a very he's an engineer personality he's very much like the machine is a machine that's all that it is um no but i agree we we argued about that a lot in the show we did not like rotom decks uh where do you fall on rotom decks you know i haven't i haven't even encountered that because i haven't played are those you? games are you like, yeah. you must not be well, the, well so you know, yeah okay maybe it's a little I, so I, don't, I don't think it's as big of a deal as a lot of gamers are making it because if they're really really okay. into pokemon because i mean you, you get it at the start it's it's the same Pokedex as always, but it has its own little AI thing that kind of chimes in and yeah, gives you. It just talks. Oh, wait, is it in the? Stuff. It's in the current game. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, I, you sh- I think you would. So how I just not opened it? Because I I it, have it. I have the Pokedex that um, yeah, what's his name well, gave me, mm-hmm. and I opened it, and I and haven't encountered the game, any talking. Maybe you thought the game was just like telling you things, but you didn't yeah, know it was actually yeah, talking it's, to you. Basically, all the tutorials that would normally just be completely out of context, just whenever something shows up, the game gives you a tutorial. Instead, in this game, uh, Rotom, which is the weird Pokemon that possesses whatever item you kind of give it to hold, which has been around for a couple yeah. generations now, has Vacuums. has has uh, c- taking control of your Pokedex, and so he gives you all the all the tutorials in the game are delivered. Via your your own Pokedex, your Rotom Dex, yeah. uh, hmm. in the game, and for some reason that really really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, which which I kind of get because like I, again it it's got a it's got that sort of clippy feeling to it like I, I it can uh, it can feel condescending yeah. because it's it's a tutorial that you're normally gonna skip, but because there's a person behind that tutorial, it gives you someone specific to hate. Instead of just, yeah. oh, here's a tutorial I'm going to skip. You um, know, you should... Well, that's actually a good point, psychologically, John. Yeah, I mean, if you ever did a Rare Candy podcast um, for uh, Ultra Moon, you guys could have commentary on that. <laughs> I think it's going to be a long that, time. <laughs> Rare <but, Tom> yeah. <laughs> Dex. Well, anyways, but yeah, that's a good point. Like Josh is saying, it's because, you know, people hate tutorials. And, it, and you know, I think I was too harsh. I made fun of it a lot on our first podcast, and I just... just because I think Rotom is kind of a ridiculously stupid Pokemon anyway. Yeah, I'm like one of the only people who actually likes that Pokemon. Everyone hates him. But, like, I think he's okay. Mm. I think he's a fun Pokemon. I think he's cute. He's, he's like... He's, he's like electrical. Yeah, he's, he's like electrical. He's, but he, he possesses whatever item you give him to hold. So, he, like, like you were right. saying, you can turn him into a washing machine. A wash. Or a vacuum yes. cleaner or whatever else. Oh, weird. It's, 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 well, let's, it's bizarre. So let's get deeper here. What is Rotom without an item to hold? What is he with nothing? A current? An electrical like, current? I don't even know if he does. He just looks like a ball. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a spark. See? He looks like an electron yeah. or something. <laughs> That's the interesting mm-hmm. thing. What the hell is Rotom when it's not? I'm gonna have to Google that on Bulbapedia. Yeah, um, I think he looks like an electron, more or less. I'd have to. Okay, well that would make sense actually. Now that you're mentioning it, I yeah. think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So possesses the spirit. Well, and that's. But and I think I was too harsh on it because I've been playing it this time. And it's like you know what? They're just trying to make the pu- Pokédex a cute thing that tells you what to do mm-hmm. instead of boring the hell out of you. And I was probably. Like, maybe it would have been cooler if it was another Pokemon that could have climbed up on you and talked to you, but no, Pokemon don't use language, so the way they're getting around that is it possesses you, and I guess it would show you text, and you could understand the text, but Pokemon don't actually speak to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. how they're 
breaking that that barrier. Um, which is pretty weird. It's it's a it's a pretty weird Pokemon. But yeah, there's a lot of weird changes in this. Game. I'm curious to see what you think about it as you yeah as you get deeper. And and they got rid of gyms. That's the last thing I was gonna ask you about. There's no more gyms. They right. There's Kahuna's now. So mm-hmm. yeah. Or now? Trial. Am I wrong about that? Yeah. You tell him. Well, just started it. <laughs> Well, there's like trials, so well, no, it's cool. I yeah. think it's pretty. I'm glad you went out, at least grabbed it, and at least took a look at it, um, which you didn't have to do for the show. And that's it's, that's it's cool. no, it's been long overdue. I've been wanting to pick that up, so yeah, yeah. I, I wait at least a year, usually longer, <laughs> to play anything. <laughs> and they're always going to come yeah. out with an ultra or a mega, you know, yeah, version. Yeah. So yeah, well, that actually this one worked out really well for me because I didn't finish the first one and actually sold it. Because I was, wasn't super impressed with it. And I was going through like a lot of anxiety and stuff. So when I found out they made Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I was like, oh, well, this is the perfect mm. way to jump back in. Because you get all the nice little features. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of change. And it's the, the game looks so good that it actually has problems running. I don't know if you encountered this yet, um, Melanie, but the game actually has slowdown. It actually has real slowdown. It's the weirdest thing. Um, because it's like the best looking Pokemon game ever. Like it will chug mm. sometimes during some of the bigger... Uh, battles but the the totems are cool i'm I'm excited for you to see them because every time you get instead of a gym you'll find like a larger pokemon spirit it's basically like instead of fighting a regular size pokemon it's like a huge giant version of it that you'll fight and that's cool it's got like a deeper sort of like metaphorical value to it. it's 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 pretty cool i'm enjoying it a lot more this time with no expectations just sort of like i needed a summer f- nothing comes out in the summer for us right and we don't stress ourselves to play shit we don't want to because we can talk about gaming addiction for like an hour and a half as you as you saw so we don't have to force things but it's it's a good summer game it's a good summer game because there's nothing yeah. else oh um but yeah I'm, I'm glad you picked it up i'm glad you've been enjoying it did you ever finish the la- um all uh pokemon gold and silver before your rare candy podcast no. stopped? did you guys <laughs> at least still- get to the end of it i'm still in the middle of it and we were middle, playing okay. each week and then talking about you know, what we saw and what we, you know, basically your typical playthrough podcast. And then things got busy. So when I realized he didn't have time to record with me, I kind of put it aside. So now I still have to, <laughs> I still have to finish <laughs> that one. And then it's like, hmm, which, many- which other retro game should I play next? You know, black and white or X and Y? I don't know. I'm partial to black, white, because I really like that anime, or at least the, the English dub version that I saw. But um, it's because I like the story in that. So I don't know. Yeah, oh, the the black and white anime. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it, but um, the, the uh, theme song is really good. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the first thing I always do. My daughter watches them a little bit, and I put them on in the background when I'm playing the game, and I always check out the song. Like, what's the song? Um, have you seen? They have the new anime too for Ultra for Moon and Sun are on Netflix. Yeah, I right. I saw a clip of the movie the the movie that I think was only released in Japan. I don't know, but um, it was like. There was a wedding involved. I don't know. Is that where Spoilers, Pikachu talked but... and everyone freaked out? Where Pikachu was talking and everyone was like, what the fuck? Do you remember that? Did you see the uproar about that? I don't think I saw that. That was not the clip that I saw. I'm not okay. sure I heard yeah, about there was that this, either. They released this clip where Pikachu talked for the first time. He spoke English uh, and everyone lost their shit. So that's a whole, that's a whole thing we don't have to get into, but you should Google that when you, when you get a chance. But yeah, I'd like to hear that. It's, it's weird. I mean, he always um, spoke English. It's just they only knew the one word. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Who am I <laughs> judge? He expanded his vocabulary. Um, well, I mean, that, that's cool. I'm glad. It's, it's always fun to talk a little Pokemon with you. 
Um, I did want to kind of segue here, and we can wrap up the show. Um, I can see Shay sitting there. He's like, God damn it, you guys are going to talk about Pokemon forever, <laughs> you motherfuckers. Um, he's probably boiling over there in Japan, too. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying. If you, I, it's actually, I told you it's really hot here, too, so I'm, I'm with you 100%. Um, but I could do this all night. I can talk about Pokemon all night, but alas, we must um, reach the end of our show here. Uh, a couple quick things I want to talk about as we close the show. Um, uh, before we go on, we need to thank Patreon supporters. Uh, since we forgot last week, uh, sorry guys. Uh, yeah, I think Shay and Fish have something special for you. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take care of that, guys. And now for our Patreon Premium membership shoutouts. I wake up, strapped to a chair, unsure of how I got there. My vision is blurred, as I can barely make out colors and shapes. I hear a voice, but it sounds like a bunch of jumbled words. My senses slowly return, and I see fish sitting across from me, bound and gagged. I know what you're thinking. How erotic. Unfortunately, it is nothing of the sort. We both listen to the sermon of the man we have come to know as John Seed, as he preaches about saying yes and some other mumbo-jumbo. I tug at the straps around my wrists and ankles without success. I'll look around for anything I could use to cut myself free. There's nothing nearby. I suddenly remember being shot by bliss oil arrows and captured by these fucking nutters called Peggy's. John finally finishes his speech and leaves us there to think about his words carefully. Instead, we begin to use our bodies to slide our chairs across the floor. We see a set of stairs around the corner and begin to feverishly maneuver ourselves towards him. We throw ourselves down the stairs, hoping that the force will loosen the straps. Success! We are free. We look around for an exit and see a ventilation shaft. We slink in, hoping it will lead us to the outside. We exit in a warehouse with a few enemies. I grab a pipe and fish grabs a large wrench. We sneak up behind them and knock them unconscious. We spot a flight of stairs leading upstairs. We sprint for them, ignoring the shouts coming from nearby hallways. We don't look back. We just want to get the hell out of here. I hear a gunshot at my feet, but I keep sprinting. We make it to the top and sunlight momentarily blinds us. We gather our vision quickly and begin to sprint for some trees. We see people hiding in them, and we can also hear shouting behind us. We hear, get down, in front of us. So we both fall to the ground and cover our heads. Gunfire begins to ring out from in front and behind us. We wait there for five minutes as the gunfight continues. We try not to piss ourselves, and it's difficult as I've never been more afraid in my entire life, except for that time last month that we were chased by zombies. 
when the fighting stops, we feel ourselves being pulled up by our arms. Shit! We're captured, fish. So much for escaping, I think, to myself. No. Instead, we're greeted by some of our cultist fighters. Hakuna, Pop-Tart, Ecto, Peppercakes, DP and AKA Danny, Epidemic Mike, and Geezy the Skeezy Teasy. <laughs> you really saved our asses. Just then, Pop-Tart punches Shay in the face. Don't go doing reckless shit again, he says to Shay as he lays there blubbering and whimpering. Yeah, hell of a great time getting laid out. At least Boomer came and gave me some kisses. The dog? Yep. How come he didn't give me any? That's because you ran over one in the last stream. Hey, at least I didn't light any of our constituents on fire and kill them. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, good job. Finish. Thank you, Thank guys. you guys for donating to our podcast. Yep. And now we can finish up everything else for your regularly scheduled podcast. We have a side podcast called Evoking the Sublime. If you enjoy our show, you should check it out. You can download it almost anywhere. We have interviews on there with gaming creators. We just started that. So check it out, Evoking the Sublime. Of course, our Patreon page, which I alluded to earlier, uh, Patreon slash, you know, www.patreon.com slash swordchomp. If you want to support us financially, uh, uh, you get access to a very special VIP Instagram page if you do the $5 tier um, where you can see behind the scenes stuff. Um, we have really cool future plans like next week we are going to record an all decade show that I'm going to hype the hell out of where we will deliberate and talk about our t- favorite video games of the last 10 years. And there's no exaggeration. The show, that show can literally happen once every 10 years. Um, and then never again, really, because <laughs> we've already talked about those games. So that's going to be a very special way to celebrate our 100th episode. Um, so, Melanie, um, I want to thank you for being here for our 99th show. The thank you. Of that, uh, it's an honor. On, sh- <laughs> on a short precipice. notice, too. Yeah, thank you. I just messaged you. I'm like, we need you. We need you on the show. And you're like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um, no, we should make this an annual event. Maybe next year, have you again? How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Maybe sooner. Uh, up to you hey. guys. Uh, that's true. That's true. I, I, so you're trying to butt your way on a sooner show. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> if I if I get my husband to, to do the Zelda one, the Zelda show or podcast or blog or whatever we want to do, um, that would be really fun because we really like retro gaming in this house, especially now that the girls are getting older. They love the old the old Mario games. Super fun. But mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so you and your husband are thinking about doing a, a Zelda show? We were uh, you talking mentioned that about it briefly. Okay. Yeah, he's the Zelda enthusiast, where he gets into the oh, stories, okay. he has the manga that we're creating, he, he loves it, but yeah, it's fun. I didn't know Zelda had a story, that's, that's shocking. Yeah, there's, I don't Zelda. know half the, he has this volume of all these like, comics, basically, and uh, yeah. That's cool, that's cool. <laughs> hey, passion, wherever it's about, is, is always a cool Exactly. Thing. Passion, not necessarily addiction, you know. Yeah, is he addicted? Is, is his Zelda love getting in the way of his love? <laughs> uh, that's cool. Our daughter well, when, was Link for Halloween when she was, I think, two years old. So, oh, costume. that's adorable. My yeah. mother-in-law made the costume. He made the shield. But, yeah. 
That's cool. Nice. That's really. Well, how about this? Whenever you finally get around to getting that show up, if you know, let us know. Maybe we'll <laughs> have you with on. everything a... else. Well, uh, maybe we can have you on and we can help you launch it. Well, you know, let people know that it's it's a thing. So that would be um, great. Thank you. Uh, but it's been it's been a pleasure uh, having you on as usual. I want to thank all my co-hosts, of course, Josh, Shay, Fish, begrudgingly. Um, no, I'm actually had. I'm, <laughs> what? Come on. Come on. So I'm just mean. kidding. Fish, if, Fish is getting right. back into Pokemon. I'm excited. Fish, give me a give me a Fonzie's Pokemon. <laughs> Come on, give me one of those to end the show. <laughs> Pokemon. I think you, I think you lost it. I don't know. <laughs> That's not bad. That was uh, that was Fonzie on the toilet after eating a block of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know it's rough in that nursing home. Um, but it's been fun. Thanks for checking out the show. And of course, you have our polls every Tuesday and our question week every Thursday. And as I say, if you just tell one person you know about our podcast, it can do amazing things for us. Thanks for checking out this week's show, and we will see you next week.